Hello and welcome to Giving Egg Wars episode 338. I'm your host, Mike Abs, AK Wheels, and with me as always. Desperately trying to keep this train on the rails, David McBurney, Family Master. Um, again, coming you're from Japan, uh, your man in Japan, Michael Baker, Gaiji Minogatari. And, and this uh, is. Any fellow Capricorns? <laughs> yes. And this is Smoke and Joe Gamer, Joe Hanley, uh, Joey Jojo Jr., Joe Stark, Shabadoo, Bizarre Adventures. Uh, that name is getting longer every moment. <laughs> Jesus. Just glad I'm here for the live Shabadoo. Oh, That's Lord. really the only reason I'm visiting tonight. Nice. It's your biannual guest, Platy M3. Yay. Has been biannual? And maybe uh, in one of the meaning of those words. Can we send you a bag of coffee and get you on more often? Is that a thing that would work? <laughs> It'd be up too early. I don't. I have, I have no problem staying up late. It's the, you know, got to be up at like 545 <sighs> for work. Kind of yep. Yeah. <sighs> you got to send him but more. Hey, no work this week. <laughs> but he he wants more uh, Dragon Quest merchandise. That'll get him on here. He's probably got it all. I see somebody has some. Well, I happen to have a lot of Dragon Quest merchandise. All right. <laughs> see, I was paying attention today. Yeah. It's always good to uh, go walk into the podcast knowing what's going on. Yep. Yeah, it's it's just a cute little thing, yeah. Yes. What's going on is every yeah. time you're on the show, I feel guilty that I haven't made more progress in Dragon Quest Eleven. So, expect I'm like, my goodness, next week. where are you? It's, um, it's so it's so slow. The progress. A bad thing happened, and I had to take a break. Mm. Uh, Something bad happened. Very to a very plot bad thing. Yes, to one of my favorite persons or objects in the game. Okay, moving forward. Yes. Uh, okay, well, we now we have uh, we have a lot of people to run through, so everyone uh, get your lightning round of what you've been uh, planning up to and get ready. <gasps> okay, right. Hold on, hold on, hold that. Some kind oh, of Twitch notification I've been looking at. Either hello, fireman. Thank you for the bits. All right. Okay, continue on. Uh, so, lightning round, starting with uh, with Gaijin as tradition. Okay. Well, I have two games going on right now. One of them is technically under embargo. Okay, then we won't talk about that one. <laughs> the other one is one of the random games I bought extremely cheaply over Black Friday. How um, that This go? one is... Oh, it's, it's turned out quite well so far. Uh, currently, it's mm -hmm. for a vast future, mm -hmm. which is a very, very Game Boy esque game, indie game, with some very not Game Boy esque um, mechanics. Just because I don't think Game Boy could have managed the calculations of some of the stuff, um, like an active time bar, mm -hmm. <laughs> things like that. But it's it's been a hoot so far, and um, it seems to be a short game. I'm probably going to finish it soonish. Yeah, I mean, short and sweet. Yeah. And then I'll figure out what else to play next, because I have confirmed that my Vita and 3DS are still in working order. Important. And I still have some I still have some things on the backlog to play on those, so I might just get into one of them next. 
who's next? Uh, let's go with Joe. Sure. Um, let's see. I'm just looking at my Twitch and YouTube channels here, and looks like I have a Hi-Fi Rush video from 12 days ago. Um, that's a great game. And then Street Fighter VI from five days ago. I made more progress in story mode there. And then The Last of Us Part 1 on PC. And... I'm sorry. Some Diablo 4 and Alan Wake 2. And we love Katamari Reroll plus Royal Reverie. Good man. So, uh, let's see... Yeah, um, I got Last of Us Part 1 on Epic Game Store for like 25 bucks, and I was just playing it some more today. It runs fine. It didn't crash at all, so it looks like they may patch some of the issues. Um, or, you know, maybe some people on Steam are just morons, you know. And judging by the winners of the Steam Awards, yeah, there are a lot of unintelligent people on Steam. What, you don't think Starfield is that wonderful? Well, Starfield gets most innovative? Like, what? No. I don't care about the Steam Awards, and I will not ta countenance us talking about them for more than three more minutes. So get, okay. get your uh, anger out. Okay, so <laughs> next... Remember, uh, popular vote here is not going to get you anything resembling sensible choices. Nope. So. Two minutes and 50 seconds. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Alan Wake 2, I was streaming that the other day. I didn't know that game had nudity in it. So there's a part where you have to do an autopsy on a dead naked guy, and you can see his private parts. And I just hope I don't get in trouble on Twitch or YouTube, but I checked the, you know, guidelines, and maybe I'm I'm okay, or maybe I'll just edit it out. And then... It's fine. Yeah. They, they do not care as long as the game is something a major console maker would accept. And then We Love Katamari. Uh, yeah, very fun game. Um, a few minor gripes, which is just that sometimes I'm not sure what I can and cannot pick up, and sometimes I don't can't tell if I'm big enough to get something. Like, is it too is it too big, or is it not pick upable? And there's a few stages that I had to play multiple times to try to get the score that they wanted. Is there um, anything that's not pick upable? You know, I'm not sure. Spoilers, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There are stages know. where you will be picking up land masses. Sweet. Okay. So I haven't gotten that far into it yet because you have to beat every stage to proceed and there's a couple stages that took me a few tries and yeah. But uh, other than that, it is a fun game. You just kind of just got to get the hang of it and, and all that. So um, that's all I got. Hooray! Uh Buddy, you aren't here that often. What have you been up to? Well, you know, December 1st, like every good uh, Dragon Quest fan, I did start up uh, the third Dragon Quest Monsters, which uh, they dropped the three over here, but which is weird because we had one and two. Like, this didn't have to be renamed, but we got Dragon Quest Monsters and Dark Prince. It was done because uh, when Dragon Quest Monsters 1 and 2 came out, uh, the audience <laughs> for this had not yet been conceived. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Enough. Touche. But um it's been pretty good. I I've um got about thirty some hours into it. Honestly, I have been completely distracted with the DLC that I bought for the game. Mm -hmm. Kind of annoying because this is stuff that in the three DS era was baked in. 
but there's uh, three DLCs for the game. One, you got a uh, good old Coach Joe, and Coach Joe has all these uh, random dungeons to run through, and you can either, you know, bring B-ranked monsters with you only, or slime monsters only with you, and they rank from one to five. I have found that incredibly useful for leveling. Like, I don't even go metal monster hunting, because I can just go into these places, and as long as I can get through the first two fights, then it's just, you know, I can walk in there in 20 minutes and walk out, like, level 50 with any of my newly made group of monsters so I, i'm just having fun doing that over and over again like oh you want me to make a devil group cool i haven't really bred any devil monsters that'll make me do that so then i go do that and then another one the dlcs was this thing called the mole hole where you can just go down um it's got don mole of a uh, dragon quest 8 fame hosting this and uh you want to go down and catch another deranked monster that you've already had before? Well, they're down there, and you can just go down and with a recent update, they just repopulate forever. Um, so that's another thing. Every time I get to a new rank, like oh, I've got my first uh, C rank or B rank monster, I go in there and quickly breed them into something else, and then go into the mole hole and catch them again, and then breed them into something else and catch them again, and just that until I'm like, okay, now I've had about 30 B rank monsters now. Now I feel like I can maybe do the story a little bit. But then I run back over to Coach Joe and just do some B-ranked stuff. Um, and then the third DLC is just the treasure chest that you can open once an hour and get a bunch of stuff. Um, mm. Which is nice because it's got bonus balls, which mm. double the experience and monster meat, which helps. But um, I went on a cruise right before Christmas and got totally distracted because I've got uh, monsters on my... Um, what is it? Nintendo Switch light, light switch. And I can't, you know, I wasn't going to have Wi-Fi on the boat. I wasn't going to pay for that. So I needed something else. And uh, Gaijin, you were talking about your Vita. I pulled out the Vita and I got very deep and like went straight through 30 hours and beat Atelier Esha and Logie. Yay. Uh, Eschatology. Yay. There we go. That was, uh, holy cow, that was a blast. I got off the boat you know, after a week, and was like, uh, Dragon Quest Monsters will be there next week. I'll just... <laughs> I, I think I started on, like, the 16th or 17th and put in 30 hours until the uh, 31st. So, blew right mm -hmm. through it. And it had the same kind of gameplay loop that was hooking me with all the Monster series. It, um, basically, synthesis, item synthesis, alchemy. And holy crap, I... After, I guess, the... That game was broken up into kind of chapters, three months apiece. I think by yep. the second chapter, I learned, oh, this is how I can do all 25 tasks in 120 days. Or what I got to do say, real quick. And... It, it, um, I think it lets you go back and finish some unfinished ones towards the end of the game. You too. do. Yep. yep. When you get into chapter nine, it's, you have a full been, year. It's been a few years since the last time I played that. that. But yeah, I remember that much. And oh my God, the just... I, it, I turned it into a puzzle game. All the alchemy. Mm -hmm. That just that was my jam. Uh, Dragon Quest Monsters, I'll sit there and do breeding and random dungeons instead of uh, advancing the story ad nauseum. And in this one, I just was doing alchemy no end. I'm like, I bet if I tried to make a couple new ingredients, I could get unlock every freaking hidden thing that has. And uh, much, plenty yeah. of times by... By, by the fourth or fifth or sixth um, period, I was 
any armor or weapon or bomb I was making, I could have it all unlocked. I'd have like 999 out of 500 points poured into it. I had every <laughs> optional thing unlocked. And I, I just had a hell of a time with that. Uh, so much so that when we sat down to plan RPG backtrack for this year, that 24, I was like, we need Atelier April. Come on, put in Atelier April. Mm, and I bought Ryzen. Atelier April, if you I, will. <laughs> so uh, we'll have a couple episodes. Um, I think we're going to talk the Arland trilogy at one point, and then plus the Lua. I played that one. I reviewed that so back in the day. Tetralogy. Tetralogy, that's true. They're yeah. doing a lot of these trilogies into tetralogies. But with Sophie yeah. 2 and... I can tell you Sophie 2 is a lot better than Sophie 1. <laughs> I, I do uh, need I gotta, to actually gotta... play Phyllis and the sisters to see what the rest of the Mysterious games are like, but um, mm. I'm pretty sure Sophie's the best of the four. Okay. So. Yeah. I, I, I've got, I think, seven or eight of them on my Vita. And I just picked up Ryza. Ryza was on a deep sale at Christmas time on the Switch. So I'm like, I'll, mm. I'll start that too. And, you know, a little bit old, a yeah. little bit of new. Yeah, and the Ryza trilogy now I'm back is much to Dragon Quest more Monsters. focused. So. Well, that's yeah. good. That's fine. It'll be, it'll be a, kind of a, things. It's definitely going to be a different feel than Eska and Logi was. Uh, I sunk 75 hours into Dragon Quest Monsters, the uh, 3DS remake of the first one in November. That was really. You know, maybe not my smartest choice to uh, do that right leading into uh, another Dragon Quest Monsters <laughs> one. But, uh, and again, the same thing, just loving the monster synthesis. And what spurred me onto that was, you know, 3DS is shutting down their online stuff. As a matter of fact, I haven't checked recently because I have heard that they have started already shutting down their online stuff. Oh, yeah. Well yeah. in advance of their April nice. date. Yep. So, I don't know, but I got another 75 hours out of uh, Terry's Wonderland because I had played that, gosh, four or five years ago, um, like just on the PC emulated. And I was like, you know, I'd love to do some online stuff before that goes away. And with the uh, Act 3DS, I was able to. So that was fun. So, yes, I've just been synthesizing monsters and bombs and armor and weapons galore for Two months now. So would you recommend the DLC? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I mean, I will say it completely distracted me, but I've, you know, that is $25 that I've probably made the hell out of and just have really enjoyed. And yeah, I, it, it just helped with the monster synthesis. I probably would have beaten the game by now if I didn't have the DLC, but <laughs> I... Like some nights, I'm just like, you know what? Let's go see what Coach Joe's got in store for me today. And you could actually reset his offerings three times a day. And I'm like, oh, should I try to do a B-ranked four-star out of five-star thing? I don't have enough B-ranked guys right now. And I will just spend two hours making a B-ranked team, going through that dungeon a couple times. And just for the heck of it, just because that's the challenge that was there that day. You know, 30 hours into it, even with all that, I've synthesized maybe 40%. I want to say oh, wow. is what it told me of the entire monster. You know, there's 500 and something. That's a lot. That's too many. But Yeah, it, you know what? And people are like, oh, you know, why is it, where is it at 700 or 800 or 900 like in the 3DSs? And I'm like, you know, oh, in those games, I never even 
You don't need that. You do not need that many monsters. Doing that many. <laughs> You're right. You don't. And I think something that's really good about this one, and again, it's very split on it. Uh, I was playing Terry's Wonderland, and they're giving me like a free S rank monster every day. And you look at it, and th- there may be 700 monsters there. And like 300 of them are like the S or SS rank boss and special kind of monsters. And I'm like, why? Like, these are people we've seen maybe once in a Dragon Quest game before. Like, I don't, I don't have the memories of that as as much as I do as the couple different type of golems and the slimes and the drakies and everything. Those are the ones you see more. I would, you know, give me all five ki- variations of that. And mm-hmm. I will say, the Dark Lord or the Dark Prince, the newest one, did that. It is very balanced. They even went down. I think we got rank E F. We got rank G this time. So you got G F E. And each one of them seems very even. And it's Hmm. smaller at the top instead of bloated at the top. So it doesn't feel like a stripped down thing because I'm not near the end and I'm not just grinding to get every single Dragon Quest sub boss and boss (laughs) there is. Hmm. Well, sweet. That's been my that's been my past month. Hooray. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it, so it's good to hear. Good to hear that it turned out well. Yes, yes. I mean, I will say performance, you know, come on. This is on Switch. I mean, I, it might come to PC someday because Square Enix has started doing, doing that with all the Dragon Quest. But it, it is annoying when you're coming up upon a monster and it's a little bit farther away and you see it, like, jankily moving at around three or four per second <laughs> until you get pretty close I've never once noticed that that sort of behavior so I think I'll be fine when I end up picking it up oh yeah I mean it's not it's nothing egregious it's just like once you see it and I'm like why is that boss troll in the background like arm up arm down arm up arm down there's no in between what's happening as he's just trolling me but I mean other than that you know it's no big deal it's the step up from the 3DS games and it looks really nice. And I saw um, a list of digital games sold in Japan this year, and it was at number five by the end of the year. Damn! But only being on sale for like twenty days. <laughs> and that was probably due to the fact that they told people to buy digital because they didn't make enough physical copies. Really good work. <laughs> Whoops. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a good idea and at then, the time. I, I, one last thing I hope they bring over is Japan had three McDonald's exclusive monsters. What? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes, but had you to... can only get the toads through McDelivery. Yes, it had to be a delivery. That's even more item, insane. Like... Yep. I, I, I've known I a lot of people in... that are just delivering in the homeless shelters and whatever and setting up a credit card just to do that. I'm like, that's that's insane. I'm not getting that stuff on my phone so no <laughs> the uh and apparently if you, if you do it if you have a Japanese account on your switch and you do it and you get the code and put it in on the Japanese side when you go back to the English side obviously you'll have your uh, it does work monsters yeah it does work and they're all translated and the text for the battle that they're in is translated huh so yep. Okay, why, why translate that if you're never going to give it to us? But what do they got? I mean, they have a mimic. Plans in the future. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's also just like a crap. burger. I mean, I've, I've seen forum posts complaining about how they like somebody ran into somebody on a on an online game, online match that they had the McDonald's monsters, and now suddenly their index has the McDonald's monsters listed, and they're no longer at 100. <laughs> percent uh -huh. Yes, really I have seen that. Yes, oh, it'll go down great. to 98.9 yep. or something like that if you've seen all three of yep. them but don't have it. Yep. Uh, Rip. Oh, well, I, I don't feel like I'm going to get all 500 anyway, so I'm okay. Attempting to, attempting to fill out a 500 plus list of monsters just for the sake of it is uh, deranged behavior. I just want a whole party of those, uh, what the hell are those little pig things called? Sham Hat Witch. Sham yes. Hat Witch. Yes. I think there's about three different versions in this game, so. Yes. They're precious boys. With four of the same. I think one of the coolest ones that they did this time around is they have dessert-themed everything. Hmm. They've got, you know, little chocolate slimes. you got chocolate golem that's... like You could tell which parts of him are milk, white, and uh, dark chocolate. Incredible. <laughs> they have a little... They have a little goonash. Uh... <laughs> instead, <of the> instead of the desert demon, you have the dessert demon. Instead of a big pitchfork, he's holding a spoon. Nice. Or why not? So, and it, it fits with uh, what is it about? It, the whole gameplay loop is I think there's like seven different areas of the underworld, and uh, you're playing as Pizarro, the uh, main antagonist of Dragon Quest IV. And it he really should be able to fight for himself. <laughs> yeah, he get the yeah the whole premise is right at the beginning he gets cursed. Um, mm -hmm. that he cannot fight a monster. He's been cursed, so he can't fight monsters. So he's got to become a monster wrangler. Wrangle up those monsters and uh, use them to battle. And I will say the other disappointing thing is, because it, it, they marketed this as an alternative take of like what might have been happening behind the scenes in Dragon Quest Four. So I'm like, cool, it's not like super tied to canon. And any time that you're given an option in the game... To deviate from canon... You cannot. There, it's all you know. It's a hundred different, but thou must kind yeah. of situations. And it, I, it, I, I got pissed a couple times because they flat out like, "No, you're lying. You want to be evil and do this." Da, da, da. I'm like, "What? That's, this came out of like nowhere." Like, <laughs> how you could play Dragon like, Quest Four, motherfucker? You're a dark lar. Yeah, <laughs> it, it forces it. Feels. I was listening to your um, episode. From about a month ago, you're talking about beating the chicken guy or getting beat up by the chicken guy in the last chapter of Dragon Quest Four. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like the Chow Mein right? and Egg Fu Young or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the extra chapter. Yeah, because yeah, those had, bastards. I had tried to play that and I got to that boss. I'm like, yeah, I think I can go on to whatever Dragon Quest I'm playing next. Yep, yep. No, that's perfectly fine. Dragon Quest is pretty much the only one where I will make that effort to keep going through. But in all other game series, I'm the same way. I think uh, <sighs> I when I played uh, Lulua mm -hmm. gosh, four or five years ago, I was near, I guess, like the true ending or something like that. And at one point, like some mm -hmm. random party member that had kind of joined late on and couldn't have cared less about was like, hey, if I just like sacrifice myself and go over there, you know, do this like it's fine 
And I did it and saw credits. I was like, didn't care about you anyway. Oh, saves me five hours. Wow. <laughs> Harsh. Jesus. They offered. I just took them up. I'll make sure not to make that offer. <laughs> In case anyone's listening and not watching this, I named my Platypunk CM Platypunk. <laughs> you could have named it Platy M3. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not <laughs> someone I'm going to see at WrestleMania in a few months. Where's WrestleMania this year? Philly. Uh, so it's not you having to go like halfway across Hell's Half Acre? Uh, no. Okay, not wrestling way. related though. What are you? Uh... What uh, is? Uh, what are you playing other than Dragon Quest Monsters Dark than, Prince, which is uh, what we're watching on the screen right yes, now? Yes. Other than playing a bit of this, I have been playing uh, Sparks of Hope a lot. Hooray! Which is still great. Very good tactics, fun, and in kind of the same spirit, I've been trying to trying to get into like the meat of persona 5 tactica so i can like pick it up here and there and <clears> do a few battles and finally getting near that meat. and um it is similar to it is that same same kind of tactics game as like sparks of hope but but it is kind of weird to switch back and forth between them because i'm like okay so i'm gonna move oh, joker yeah. now and i'm gonna bounce off <laughs> It's gonna bounce off of Morgana and fly over here. Oh wait, I can't do that in this game. Rip. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you if you if you like that sort of tactics game, it's uh, it's it seems to be really good. So I'm looking forward to uh, digging more into that. Uh, let me get to a few things in chat here. Pus is this Fortnite? No, no pew. Although. You did not have to acknowledge that. Yes, although if they want to put some Dragon Quest skins in Fortnite, I will purchase them. Uh, mm -hmm. Firerunner asks, what, you didn't try Dragon Quest Tact before it shut down? Before it is shut down. Is that not eh. shut down yet? No, it's shutting down, um, I believe, February 29th. Yeah. Meh. I, yeah. I, I have friends that it is sad that how the, how much money they've spent. Like you know, I'm not oh, gonna no. tell people to spend their money on one, but when somebody says like, "Yeah, you know, it was a financial burden there for a couple of years, but I had fun." That's just a concerning phrase. Yeah, that is. Yeah. When, when I saw like, it, it was a financial burden, but we had fun. I was like, "Ooh." Yeah. The farm runner is asking, "Can I ask the DQ question now?" Yes. I don't know what it is, but yes. Uh, yeah, so that's, I guess, what wheels in mind. Yes. Also, also, Joe says in chat for some reason, I forgot to mention I started Marvel Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yes. Yes. It's um, free in the Epic Store, right? No, no. it's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh, that was Guardians. I, yeah, there we go. But I still didn't have to pay mad. for it, though. My brother got it for me yesterday. Oh, nice. All right. Oh, well, there you go. It was Believe free by in, being Joe. Believe in yeah. the heart of the Kurds. Well, Rufio's. yeah, no, you just, you mentioned, um, whatchamacallit, Sparks of Hope and Persona 5 Tactics. Like, oh yeah, I played a tactical game, and I, uh, so far I like it more than I thought I would. 
because um, when I played the trial on the PS5 a long time ago, it was like, oh, it has cards. I don't like this. Cards are dumb. <laughs> it's me. How dare you attack me personally? But then I uh, was, yeah, then uh, my brother came over yesterday as part of my birthday celebration. He's like, oh, I was going to get you something on Steam, but I noticed you deleted your whole wish list. I was like, yeah, because the sale's over. Or the sales ending, but turns out it was still going on, so he got that for me for like 20 bucks or something. And uh, I started playing it last night, and it w runs great on deck, and I got past like this... I got past the tutorial, then I did the first like real combat encounter where uh, Venom shows up, and he's super powered, and it's like, oh, this is neat, and he's like throwing me into explosive barrels and electrical transistors and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, wait a minute, I can use the environment here, too, when when I don't have a card I want to play, I can just kick things and throw things. It's like, oh, okay, this is kind of neat. So, yeah. Sometimes you get a bad hand, but then you can still do stuff. And other times you get a really good hand and you just wipe everybody out. It's like, oh, okay. So It's a fun game. And then you have this, like, hub area between battles that's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like Fire Emblem or something, and you can... Like, talk to people and build up your relationships or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, so there's more to it than just battles, which is nice. Yep. No, it's, a, it's definitely an underrated game, and I'm still mad that people not buying it murdered the Switch version I wanted. Mm. Shaking my fist at all of you. <laughs> Each and every one of you. Oh, no. Shake harder, boy! Shake harder, boy! We're in an ad break. So very few people are seeing this. <laughs> Good. Uh, and I'll bring up the rear, which should be nice and quick. Uh, uh, I haven't been playing much. I've been too exhausted. So, uh, there. Done. Um, sure. The, would you like uh, to answer my important question that I actually put on the Discord server, because I'm back on the RP Gamer Discord server. I did not notice back. that. I can't wait to look at that. Well, I tell you, it's I like being back on here as just a fan and not a staff member, and I can kind of just do what I want with and not be all mm -hmm. self-conscious about it. I'll do what I want. So. Can be a criminal. Self-conscious? Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, I don't know, when I was uh, working for RP Gamer and I was on the server, it was like, I don't know. Like, it tells people what you're playing, and it's like, Oh, people are gonna see that I'm playing a game that's not the one I'm supposed to be beating, so I can review it, you know. And while I'm on here chatting, I'm not working on the review I'm supposed to be working on. It's like, oh wait, you know. And then, you know, I don't want to step on people's toes and offend people and all that, and didn't want to get fired or whatever. Brother, do you know how many yeah. review codes I've taken and never written a review for, and felt really <laughs> bad, and no one ever said a word to me about it. <laughs> Uh, I've got a few that I need to go back to them after like eight years because I now have a computer that's capable of playing them properly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Also, uh, how do you make it show what game you're playing? Because it's never shown that for me. Oh, uh, it's somewhere in the settings. There's a Discord setting that hooks it into what you're playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You link all your accounts and then you can tell it if you want it to show activity from that account or not. So. Mm -hmm. But. To test it out one day, I think I was playing like an Xbox game and a PlayStation game at the same time, and I want to say PlayStation trumped Xbox, maybe. So it it won't show both; it'll just show whichever one it feels like. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it. Like one of them doesn't Sony own a minority share in Discord at this point? 
They invested in it at some point. Yeah. <gasps> oh god. Oh god, I'm getting wrecked. Okay. Oh god. So to quickly get that ship post out of the way. Uh, how many licks does it take for a lick a tongue to reach the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? I don't think it counts as reaching the center if you eat it in one gulp. Hmm. Including what, the stick. Yes, I definitely do. Yeah. I think it would eat the stick and wrapper too. It doesn't it doesn't seem like it'd be picky. Okay. Yeah. So I, the I think, answer is infinite. Uh, no, I I think he could <laughs> get it in the one really by zero. No, I I think he could get it in one really big long lick, but you're implying that he wouldn't do that at all. He would just swallow the entire thing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's a conundrum. It's, a philo it's, a, a it's now a philosophy question. <laughs> okay, so we've got some we've got some quick questions from Fireminer that are Dragon Quest uh, we, we adjacent. Have, we have a question on in the comments on the previous question. Yeah, I'll pop I'll pop oh, into that as well, but just for since it's Dragon Quest cast. <laughs> uh, what would you prefer more, Dragon Quest Three HD remake or Caravan Heart Two? But as a Dragon Quest Three alternate ending with Zelma Redemption arc, now that builders and monsters have already opened the floodgate. Hmm. Hmm. I never played Dragon Quest, uh, Dragon Quest Caravan Heart, so I can't speak to that. So I'll just stick with the Three HD remake. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Caravan Heart had what's his face, Manly Chin from Dragon Quest Seven as a kid. Kiefer. Um, Kiefer, yeah. Adventuring through the Dragon Quest II world map. That's weird. With a weird alternate everything going on. Yeah, I know what it. I know what it is. I just have. I've never played it, so I can't speak to whether I would want a second one. There, I will. I will answer this question. <laughs> oh, no, I was. I was just uh, describing it for the audience, if necessary. Oh, okay. So I, gotcha, gotcha. I would like a Caravan even... Hearts that is the game I wish it was, which is play Kiefer's adventures in the past after he leaves your party. I don't think he has a lot of that adventures. That would be very nice. That's a problem. That, that would be Caravan <laughs> Hearts 2. Okay. He That's Caravan Hearts 2. Yeah. I mean, yes, he doesn't really have adventures, but he can make something up. I don't care. I think, I think philosophically it's fitting that this is the point where he decided he didn't care about adventures as much anymore. So. <sighs> Why are you going to kill my dream? Just imagine. No, but I mean, the, the, th the thing about adventures is <laughs> you don't often get the choice. Um, sometimes the adventure chooses you. <laughs> I just love the quiet melancholy of uh, finding his gravestone. He never really went anywhere. He just stayed. He just lived his life. He defended. He defended the tribe forever. Yeah. Had kids. Never really grew went up. anywhere. He stayed. Yeah. All <laughs> you really have about him is like tribe. there's a tablet that you dredge up at the end of the game that ha has part of his history on it. He'll be fine. There's a lot. Of, I mean, there's. Literally several centuries in there to left, be left undefined, mm. and that's what makes you it don't fun. Know what was going on at that point? <laughs> I don't want to. Every town to he be went mysterious. to might have had the problems. <laughs> I want it to be mysterious. <laughs> he protected his tribe I, I would take by the... collecting monsters. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> Although caravan art have to be was more of a. You said, they said that about this one and then made you be the evil prince. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not at the end yet, so I don't know if... 
I'm gonna guess that they do. I, I don't. I I don't think that they're gonna have I, a second ending. I'm just putting that out there. Well, I mean, you get your alternate ending in chapter five of uh, or sorry, chapter six of Dragon Quest Four, anyway. Yeah, that's why you gotta buy that on your mobile phone. <laughs> yes, that party chat. I mean, the party chat is worthwhile. I think I'd just sooner play the hacked version of the DS version I already yeah, own. I was just going to ask, did anyone in. ever hack that into the DS version? Yeah, I think someone did. I'll have to look that up. I would hope so. And then the second Dragon Quest question to uh, hit while we're here. I was going to say, not that I should replay Dragon Quest Four when I have a stack of ones I need to actually beat. <laughs> see how you are. Um, let's see. Ooh, piece of candy. I will fight you in the desert. Which one? Does it matter? Does it really matter? Could. Depends on... How? How would it matter, Wheels? <laughs> Depends on how far away it is, I guess. Not really. It's still fighting in a desert. Yeah, I guess. All right, carry on. Okay, to hit this other one uh, while it's in the chat before it disappears, can't imagine how Japan would react if they decided to make a spinoff based on an alternate version of Dragon Quest V, Maidenless Hero, anyone? I don't know what that game would look like, but it sure wouldn't... I can't imagine wanting it. <laughs> At the same time, I we did... still got Dragon Quest Your Story, which <sighs> interesting things to the Dragon Quest V plotline. And people hated yeah, it, so... <laughs> yeah... It was quite divisive, yeah. yes. I, I saw it on the first day, remember? I mean, yeah, I, I wrote a video review. Yeah. It was going yeah. pretty well up to the last 15 minutes. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. They, they wanted to do their own take. They sure as hell did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fireman nope. says the, Ar well, they were talking the Arctic about is counted as a desert, too. Just... I mean, it is a desert. I don't think it would affect the fight because we would both be dying of extreme uh, of the extreme elements, and I would be like attempting to rip Wheels' throat out with some sort of. Uh, I was gonna say it's a desert by fashioned out of a rock. Precipitation and a desert by the fact that nobody lives there. Hmm. In conclusion, I will tear Wheels' throat out with a rock or a weapon fashioned from such. Mm. It's fair. Is it? I feel like I've earned that at this point. That's a really concerningly self-destructive take, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't like so the if you have a if you have a maidenless hero in Dragon Quest V, you are looking at a game where like most of the interesting party members aren't there. I just I, I don't I don't see like you I don't see what you fill the hole with. Mm. <laughs> I guess you end up with another Dragon you know Quest what? monsters. Um, no, my yeah. mind went the opposite no, direction and have have a maidens without the hero. That could be cute. Take all three of the girls, the main characters, and they go Charlie's Angels on the entire planet. There's, there's merit That'd to this idea. Fun. I think that's also secretly Final Fantasy X two. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You could do Final Fantasy X-2 with Dragon Quest Monsters. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Where do I send my Only chat? ones that can wear... Uh, only ones that have the dress animation already built in. 
Or is that uh, Dora in gray and uh, mm. some of the other ones? I just mm. have the three, three romance options and just keep it there. I mean, they don't even have to have monsters added on. Just have the three of them doing the adventure. Have all trades Abby there and just have at it. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, we're yeah, back to Firewaiters. <laughs> I want this game. Give back it. to Firerunner's question about the alternate takes on a Dragon Quest. I saw a post that was truly mind blowing the other day about how, oh, um, no. what is it now? We've had Builders One that was the alternate take, and you saw what happened if the uh, hero accepted the Dragon Lord's offer to rule half the world. And then they were like, "Oh, and you know they've expanded so much upon Mal Malroth in the second one." You know, da 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 da. I always wanted to know more, and I'm like, "What?" This, did this person remember what Dragon Quest 2 is? Dragon Quest 2 is an entire game built around beating Hargon, and the second you beat him, it's like, oh, hey, I'm Malroth, you gotta die, and that's the end of the game. Like, once you beat him. He had the literally end. nothing. The end. There was no characterization of that guy. Everything, uh, it, it wasn't even, like, an alternate take. It was like, hey, let's just make up something, because there was, it was no a blank take on that guy in the game. It completely was. Then it wasn't even like the Malroth that you see in the game. It's just a little guy with black spiky hair in Builders 2. Bring back the oh. just bring back the descendant of the Dragon Lord from Dragon Quest 2. Exactly. <laughs> He's just like I hate this I hate this upstart fucker. Go kill him. <laughs> uh... Oh. Yeah, I guess Zoma. Zoma Redemption. I didn't like. I mean, they already tried the Zaro Redemption tour, and I don't know how many people actually bothered doing that because that chapter seems long and difficult. So, <laughs> I don't know how much thirst there is to redeem Dragon Quest uh, villains because a lot of them are basically just giant devils. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought you know what? That's, that was the gist of this article. Like, oh, Malroth is wonderful that they did so much with him, but you know, I'm just glad they're they're never going to do this to like eight and. Seven's guys, those guys are irredeemable. <laughs> and I, I just kept going back, and I'm like, Malroth was nothing. Like, what? What, what do you, <laughs> you don't want to hear the, the tragic backstory of Rathorn? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Orgdemir. I used to be good until all those continents disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it could have happened to anyone. Tried to be God. <sighs> Fucked up real bad. Sorry. Didn't mean to. Real sorry. <laughs> but okay, so we've got, or we lose, uh, before we forget, we have a question in the comments. Fire. Oh, hey. yeah. Let's do that, and then Firebiner's got more stuff. Of course. Uh, so Crawl said, "Nice open-ended question to start the year. Favorite and biggest surprise in RPGs. Interpret however you want. Gameplay surprises. Title turning out better than expected. Whatever. It's interesting because it was a big year, but it wasn't a big year for surprises. At least it wasn't for me. Uh, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised that Warriors of the Nile 2 had a really fun gameplay loop that required absolutely no story. Mm-hmm. I was unpleasantly surprised that the major title was worse than I expected, but that's not what we want. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was kind of surprised Tears of the Kingdom wasn't just... was a much, much bigger 
uh, expansion of Breath of the Wild than I was expecting. I was but impressed I guess, at their yeah. capacity to remove all of the old powers and replace them entirely. Yeah. <laughs> and making the at least old one or two of them to come back. Yeah, and making the old overworld feel completely different. <laughs> it is made from many of the same ingredients and yet feels completely different. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's impressive. Uh, as far as surprises, like the, the game you were snidely referencing there, after everything we've heard, of, heard about about Final Fantasy fourteen for years, I was completely shocked that the story in Final Fantasy sixteen was ass. It's so boring. But we won't go into that because I've waxed too long about it and I yes. still have to post the, the essays that I've made about how bad it is. So uh, what, consider what that you know, me wetting your whistle. Um, uh, okay. Um, yeah, back in March, I got I got give got handed a review code to a game I had never heard of and did it in like four to eight hours, and it was really fun. Um, All right. Yeah, Meg's Monster. That was cute. Yeah, I remember you talking about that one. You seemed to have a yeah. good time with that. What uh, else? And uh, Rise of Three had a hmm. lot of improvement over Rise of Two for pacing and everything else. Hmm. Also, a whole lot of everything in those maps. Um, Rise of Three is a big game. It's, yeah, it looked like it. I mean, when you have had to four maps with her thighs. The, yeah, bigger than her thighs. But, I mean, when you have four maps for the game, and the first game, the first map for the game is an expanded, like 20-30% expanded version of the first game's map pretty impressive yeah it's like oh, there's yeah. a, a lot of okay i mean they could have just kept it with just that map and it would have been great but no they gave us four maps mm -hmm. five the last one but yeah Oof. okay i think uh just to bring up uh, just some some of the stuff that i haven't gotten around to but were pleasant surprise releases uh, you know, like we're we're looking at one right now. Like after yes, very much so. The the quite public discussion about how treasures had arisen from the complete failure of a different attempted Dragon Quest Monsters game. I was not expecting a new one to be on its heels. Mm. Uh, so it was it was very pleasant to see. Oh, that is out, and it uh, or that is. Announced and is coming out very soon, <laughs> and is out now, like uh, you know, all in one year. <laughs> mm -hmm. was, uh, no, that did not feel like something we had like a right at to the expect. End of May. Yeah, and I still thought like, okay, so they tease it at the end of May. We'll hear about it in October, coming out in a year or two. <laughs> mm. I would and imagine like that there's later, there... and here you go. <laughs> I would imagine that they're pretty gun shy about announcing a monsters game far in advance at this point. <laughs> True. But uh, yeah, in a, in a similar vein, uh, the uh, release of the the first of a remake of the first Adelier game uh, in English officially uh, releases of the two sequels to. Uh, Sorry, one moment. I think he had to step away. I assume. Uh, the, the release 
release to the two se the release of the two sequels to Rhapsody in English. Uh, like the, just some stuff that I sort of never expected to actually happen. Mm. Uh, just sort of coming out at random times. Uh, oh, those Moral Kingdom games. Yeah, the Moral Kingdom games, which are the two Rhapsody sequels. Uh, I've heard that they're not amazing games, but it's nice to see them in English. Uh, and in the like fan translation front, seeing uh, Far East of Eden, Jiraiya show up, just sneak out at the end of the year with like almost no buildup. Uh, and same for the Samurai Showdown RPG. Two games that are on systems that don't see as many fan translations. Uh, speaking of PC Engine fan translations, fingers crossed that at some point uh, the uh, uh, the translations of The Legend of Xanadu 1 and 2 emerge from their hibernation. They were allegedly quite close to complete. They're two of Falcom's earliest console-developed games. You know, diving deeper into Dragon Quest Monsters, there's a PlayStation 1 version of the first two Dragon Quest Monsters game. Um, yeah, I remember that. And it was... It, that fan translation's been going on for off and on for like 15 years. But um, it was told to us this year that it's translated. Everything's there. Like, all the work has been mm -hmm. done. It's just inserting it. And it was heavily... in that they were going to finish that in 23 and then nothing ever came of it but yeah that was what was like hellish about reading about the legend of xanadu translations those are done allegedly even the text is inserted the problem is that there was no way to just subtitle the uh cutscenes, so they did a fan dub of both games mm. and they just haven't been able to like sequence and insert that mm. oh yeah so, okay, sorry no, for the no, noise earlier. Didn't even hear it. <laughs> nope, didn't hear a thing. I'm very surprised but... then because we uh, changed my ringtone and upped the volume so I could actually notice it. And it's, <laughs> it's yeah, basically it, it, it the magic tone. Like. Dun, 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 dun. Um, okay. But yeah, so... Uh, still fingers crossed for Legend of Xanadu 1 and 2 fan translations to one day... Uh, finish and allow uh, make that make it easier since uh, the original Xanadu is now in English for some reason hmm. or it was always in English but it's now officially released in America for some reason uh, uh, yeah so so you know uh, so, so a lot of a lot of pleasant surprises in uh, less popular uh RPGs uh, getting some some random love. Oh yeah, uh, that reminds me of another one that's like, oh, would not have expected that to happen. Uh, Second Story R. That was a great surprise. Oh, I was very happy about that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Second Story R. Star Ocean. Oh right, the the game the we talk ship. about no, every was, episode of was, every show. I was thinking Trails <laughs> in the Sky for some reason. <laughs> Sorry. It's nice to, it's nice a lot to of get. Seconds out there. Yeah. <laughs> One day you'll finish second chapter. Um, 
That's even icier sounding than I intended. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I got some I got some Steam credit for my birthday, and I bought uh, third chapter. So the third. It the is third. not third chapter. It is what? the third. I say that because it yeah, is important there's... to set expectations for the kind of game that it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not a chapter. It's a bunch of little. It's an epilogue. Appendices. It's an epilogue and some uh, some foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I bought that in preparation of actually getting back to that game. So yeah, there I saw some go. people speculating about. Uh, about the protagonist of the third showing up in the new one that they just announced. Oh, green hair uh, boy's gonna come back. There, there's, there are some like screenshots that like you can see a figure in the far distance, and people are like, "Is it him?" <laughs> I love him. But also, I'll be honest. I think yeah, out of so all my all the protagonists, he's my favorite. Maybe more. Oh yeah, he's my favorite as well. Him. I'd put him right up there with Lloyd. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, what I was gonna say was, yeah. So the new one is uh, is is Kai no Kiseki, and that uh, with with the with the extremely uh, perplexing subtitle "Farewell Ozimaria." Huh. <laughs> Seems. Uh, we quite really quite a thing through. to quite a thing to put in the title uh because that is the entire continent that those games take place on of which we know less than half or maybe half yeah we know we we've we have been to far less than all of it <laughs> put it mm -hmm. that way uh people who play uh phone games that are trash have seen at least one more part of it but uh <laughs> Yeah, the 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 high kanji here doesn't look particularly distinctive. Uh, uh, the one for the new uh, Trails game, Kaino Kiseki. Kaino Kiseki. Yeah, Kaino Kiseki. I just—I swear I've seen this one before. It's not, or maybe I'm just used to seeing the radicals in it. Oh, just—that's the kanji for world. Yeah, that makes sense. Trails of the World or whatever. Yeah. It's also it's also uh, King you know, from Dragon Ball Z, King Kai. That's the symbol that mm. he had on his. Oh yeah, that explains why it's so familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's probably yeah, the like Kai, most normal kanji I have seen for a Trails game in a long time. Yeah, everything about the. Yeah, between the name Kai no Kiseki and the subtitle Farewell of Zimuria, they're certainly implying a very world-shattering game. But, and it seems to be, it's still kind of a Kuro game, like it seems to still be related to whatever was going on in the, those. But, you know, they, they seem to be implying a turning point, so that'll be interesting. Uh, let's see. Okay, so there's a bunch of questions now in uh, now in the chat, so we're gonna hit those. Um, we do the DQ one first, or DQ nine one. 
Okay, which DQ9 I was actually one? just typing a response to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask okay. what about DQ9 with fixed characters, aka having background and personality and all, and a better plot? Better plot would be cool, yes. Um, I feel like fixed characters misses the whole point of that game. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, would I couldn't play it with anyone, so I longed for characters who did things, but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, one of the benefits of a remake for Nine would be that they could finally have actual cutscenes involving your character. Mm. As I recall, the only cutscene in Dragon Quest Nine was the at the point where your character was forced to wear a particular suit of armor that completely hid the face. I think of so, like. Like nine always felt like it was very much built for playing with friends, and yeah. but also but also as like strong homage back to three, and so Ooh, a lot, and and so a lot of those choices I don't think they would change just because it would hurt the three homage. But I like I'm as as someone who's more a five eight and eleven kind of person, I I would pref have preferred a party that said and did things. <laughs> mm -hmm. And see, I was kind fine with it. It, it. it went back to, like you said, it's with the homage to 3. And I actually thought the story was okay. I mean, the whole Fallen Angel plot and, like, what was done to him and what was done to his, uh, the human he fell in, Corvus fell in love with. Like, I think he's a sympathetic uh, Dragon Quest antagonist. Hmm. Much like uh, who we're watching here with Wheels and, uh, Rosa there. Oh, you not, mean Howard? Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Sorrow has a little bit of sympathy going with uh, what... I don't know if it's going to happen in this story, but what happens to Rosa in Dragon Quest Four? Like, seeing Can't the beginning imagine. of this. <laughs> yep. I mean, a ruby tear. But, yeah... Uh, let's see. Fireminer says, shouldn't the dream world in Dragon Quest VI be even weirder, like LSD level of weird? I love lovely sweet dream. Uh, I feel like they kind if of treat... it would be a bit more obvious what it was from the get-go. Yeah, I feel uh -huh. like they wouldn't do that simply because the point is that it feels off, but uh, not off enough that you can immediately put your finger on what's wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. but... So... Uh, that must stay the same to preserve the intention of the plot. Uh, Either that or change the plot enough that towards the end it, it really does start to fray around the the edges and you get progressively stranger mm. as as the demon lords start affecting the dream world more. It's a cute idea. Uh, shouldn't there be a Yakuza Pokemon knockoff copying Monster Rancher, but it's about breeding flickies and whatever it is in the egg from Billy Hatcher? The answer in terms of Billy Hatcher is that whatever's in the egg is usually not super interesting, unless for some reason it's a Sonic character. I don't know why that happens. Uh, Billy Hatcher fucking sucks. God damn it. Now I'm angry. Um... <laughs> Seven people played that, and three of them got Stockholm Syndrome and convinced themselves that it was actually awesome. But no, that game sucks shit. Um, it's, it's, it's hard uh, trying to pl uh, play the majority of things that actually were exclusive to GameCube at the time. It's a lot of low cards in that hand. Uh, let's see. 
but yeah, uh, I do find myself just deeply un, uh, deeply perturbed at the concept of Flicky's breeding. Uh, Flicky's are weird. <laughs> also, I uh, I am traumatized by playing Flicky and Sonic 3D Blast slash Sonic 3D colon Flicky Island. I was going to say, um, I thought the Flickies were from that game. Yeah, you have to save them. Uh, I mean, there's Flickies in uh, several Sonic games as well. But, I mean, okay. yeah, Yakuza loves to do its uh, references to old Sega properties. Uh, yeah. Up to and including the extremely fucked up weird version of Mushi King that they did in Yakuza Kiwami. Uh, uh, here to remind people that the Mad Lads just released a patch for Symphony of the Night for Saturn that combines the Japanese, the the PSP translation, the four megabyte patch. You're still kind of dealing with the fact that the Saturn version, even when you fix bits of it, like the self-admitted, the the patch notes themselves admit that they're not, they didn't fix everything. There's a bunch of badly art in that game, and I don't think all of it's fixed. And the new content on the Saturn version is just bad. Like it's bad. <laughs> the, the, you, you can just just go look that up on on YouTube. It's it's not it's not very good. Like it's it's a mildly interesting curio, but I would not I wouldn't get overly excited about that. Like the the Saturn version of the of Symphony of the Night kind of sucks for the reasons that you would expect. It was made <laughs> for PS One and it's designed to take to take advantage of that. At hardware, and then when they ported it to Saturn, they did it cheaply and not very well. <laughs> they added some new content, but that version of Maria is very clearly a very cheaply added addition by virtue of the fact that they left animations in that are clearly not meant for a character you're going to be seeing all game, which is why her walk is three frames in a game where the sheer luxuriousness of the protagonist's walk cycle is quite notable. I think that uh, Alucard's walk frames might have more frames than Maria has in that entire game. Oh wow! Uh, but yeah, uh, it's. I mean, if you're if you're really curious, go ahead and check it out. But like, don't don't get super excited about the new content in that version. It's not very good. Yeah, I tried to play uh, it once, and it was like, oh, well, I'll just play it on PlayStation instead. Yeah, they they added Maria. They like, that version's perplexing, too, because, like, when you start the game, to, as I recall, when you start the game, all three characters are just available, and it really does a disservice yeah. to pretend that those are campaigns of equal value. They are, they're bonuses, no. and you, sh like, you should not give someone the option to accidentally play the bonus campaign first. You're not supposed to, it, it's a bad idea. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I remember, um, yeah, it's, it's I remember unlocking Richter in the original mm -hmm. game on PS1, and yeah. it was like, yeah, this is fine, but what, what happened was when I ended up buying the game on Xbox 360, then there was an achievement for beating the game with Richter, and it was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, now I feel like doing that. And then it was like, oh, wait a second, he doesn't get stronger, so I don't have to fight any of these bosses. So once I remember the quickest route to the you know, the first Dracula the inverted fight. Inverted castle and then... Inverted castle. Yeah, actually, I think you skipped that fight because obviously... Yeah, you don't fight him because you're not going to fight yourself. Himself. 
Yeah, so, but it's like, I was like, oh, wait a second, I can just skip, like, 99% of the game. Okay, got it. Oh. Mm -hmm. It was fine. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a very much how much of this do you want to do yeah. campaign. But, Finally, yeah, I like, I, about the, uh... I, I think... No, go ahead. Uh, didn't play the upgrade port included. I played it because it happened to be the version that was portable. But, I mean, like, honestly, I've never been super fond of that translation. I miss the... Uh, I, I want the original voice acting uh, and, and voice lines. What is a man? Yeah. Miserable little pile of secrets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in, in general, like, it, it was cute that they added some stuff, although they mostly just added a different Maria to that port. Yes. Um... And then on PS4... I want the original dub. I think it's better. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. Me too. And, and on PS4, they did the Castlevania Requiem collection. And, and that the was... the PSP version again. That was the PSP version. It's a little bit... It is upscaled. It does look nice. But I'm just like, I want the original soundtrack. And then I tried to do the, the glitch with the librarian, and it didn't work. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird... There's some bug fixes uh, to that version. That, like, like honestly, the the issue I always run into is that all of the updated versions, like, the new content they add just isn't super compelling to me. Like, no. there's two different versions of Maria. Neither they don't play anything like each other, and like neither of them's that like interesting to me for more than a single playthrough. Yeah, and like the the new dub for the core game and the. Like slight, like they they said it was a new translation, but it mostly seems to just be an edit of the PS One translation that tries to sort of, I guess, address what people thought was silly in two thousand seven. But it's you know it, it doesn't change the fact that it's it's kind of the same translation. You've just tried to like muddy the waters on it, and it doesn't. It, it, like it wasn't that it wasn't a bad translation to begin with like it's it's perfectly serviceable especially for 1998 but like the original dub has a lot of, like you can argue that it's cheesy but the original material is kind of cheesy it's a it's a silly sort of game like it's fun it's fun that it takes itself super seriously but it's also like inherently silly like it's it's fun to just lean into that and have this sort of hammy uh dracula with his and his hammy son yelling at each other <laughs> And when you try to spruce that up to make it seem more serious, you make something that's both that still sounds ridiculous, but isn't anywhere near as fun. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dragon Ball RPG, but written by Team Four Star One, right around the time that. Koei decides that they aren't ready to, like, absolutely obliterate anyone for uh, officially involved with a series for associating with them. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I, I'm gonna be real with, uh, real, like, Dragon Ball Abridged, it's not... It's not my cup of tea. But it's, it's also worth noting that, like, they, uh, the, the people involved with that... Have have been like they they've tried to sneak them into dubs in the past, and 
to Toei was not pleased. <laughs> the Toei, I forget what who has the uh, original anime. I keep forgetting. Like my brain is saying Toei, but that's quite possible wrong. <laughs> Let me double check. Yeah, Toei animation. Okay, my brain is not completely wrong, but yeah, uh, it's one of those things. Like you, you'll get that as soon as Toei decides that they they are not out for blood. Uh, over Dragon Ball Bridge, so probably never. Uh, the uh, I wish Toriyama characters should make uh, a DQ crossover first. Goku or Arale. Uh Goku's gonna. Goku would be the one to do it just by virtue of being more popular, but Arale would probably be more correct. <laughs> Who is that? Is that the um? That's the girl from Doctor, the robot girl from Doctor yeah, Slump. Okay. The one that was in, uh, she was in an episode of. She was in Super, Super the, yeah. the the gag character. Yeah, that was a really fun. Arale. Yeah. Yeah, Arale. Uh, yeah. She'd, she'd probably be really fun in Dragon Quest, actually. Yeah, she would. Yeah. She would fit better, but the the point of crossing over with an existing Tor right. character would be to right. juice sales, and Goku would be the one that did that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, At least is popular enough that they actually got a remake on the anime, which was amazing. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, Arale definitely. Yeah, she she would she would be popular in Japan, but the series doesn't have issues in Japan. If you if you were yeah. <laughs> you bring over you bring in Goku because it's like we will pull out any gun to finally sell this in in America. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, let's see. Dragon, and then, and then if you Quest just don't want to... Featuring Goku from Dragon Ball. And then if you decide that, that you only want to sell it to the real freaks, you, you put in Jocko the Galactic Patrolman and whatever the freak from <laughs> Sandlands <laughs> name is. I mean, they are making the Sandlands game. Yeah, they are. Uh, or, or throwing Neko Majin Z. anything I own, so... <laughs> You could throw in Neko Majin Z to have a something that would only appeal to Toriyama himself. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. When it comes to franchises, whenever their experiments go awry, their first instinct is quote return to the roots. What are some examples of franchises doing this and failing? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to Saints like tear. Oh lord, that that one was apparently like internally there were issues about how how much they wanted to go back to like being quote unquote serious and how much they just wanted to be wacky like three and they ended up in like a weird middle ground. But that game still got more harshness than it deserved. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a good game. Yeah, I have it on an Epic Game Store now, so I'll have to yeah. play it at some point. So I don't want to start the whole game over, but I will totally play two players. We could play some on that Yeah, we could play some multiplayer. But uh, I'm not, yeah, on Xbox, I do not. I, I already have it on Xbox. It's like I'm not starting the whole story over again. But That makes yeah. sense. It, yeah, it's the kind of game, though, like the story was fine so far. But, like, the real fun of the game, of course, is you just walk around and just shoot things and yeah, blow things up. sticking around. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And it does that so much better than GTA V ever did, and I, I don't know. I mean, 
everything's a popularity contest, and it's just hard to tell why certain things get popular, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm trying to think of like, because this does happen a lot. Like, there, there's no no fool in there. But I'm trying to think of one that tries to try to back to basics and just like completely face plants uh, in the realm of RPGs. Uh, well, it seems like the Mortal Kombat franchise. We talked about this. It, they can't go more than two or three games without rebooting it again and restarting the timeline and then introducing a new villain that is completely illogical. Yeah, yeah. Though they, I think they have more of an issue of they've got like the comic book escalation where it's like, well, now we've unsealed that bottle. Of, we've unsealed things because we couldn't reboot without including the old continuity. So we yeah. keep having to escalate further and further because the continuities have to crash into each other now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like... And then, like... Where is it? You okay. know, we talk about the Sonic games sometimes, and it's like... There was a time where it seemed like they wanted to reboot Sonic in every entry. <laughs> you know? And only within the past year, you know, we get Sonic Frontiers, we get Sonic Superstars, and it's like, Sonic Superstars is absolutely kind of return to roots as was Sonic Mania and that's when it's really at its best but there were so many bad Sonic games like Lost World Sonic and the Black Knight Sonic Unleashed it's like what are you doing you know like uh, I'll tell you what oh they god were doing. that reminded me of a piece oh god I was gonna say they were trying to figure out some formula for 3D Sonic games because the problem yep. is those like the 3d levels they establish in like the adventure games are so short that there's not much game there yeah <laughs> and i think ultimately something like sonic frontiers feels like a good fit for that kind of 3d sonic formula yeah but i mean I'll, I'll just take 2d sonic games all day long you know mm. there's something there in 3d sonic I'm glad they were trying to figure it out. I appreciate that Frontiers went to uh, went back to the notion of three Sonic should be ambitious in weird ways. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because they they've been doing very safe ones. I don't even think Forces is too bad. People give that one a bum rap, but it's no, fine. It's one of those, it's just one of those things where it's like I appreciated Frontiers being weird again. Yeah, but I, I think. You know, 2D Sonic's fine, but I think it can be like Mario, where they have both and do different things with both. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and I hope they keep doing so, because I've enjoyed both. Seems like Frontiers worked out well for them. So. Yeah. And Superstars. Superstars underperformed, but I think that's a function of released right next to Mario Wonder, which was yeah, kind of... Yeah, that's not uh, good time. That was a dumb move. <laughs> that was... That was we, we do not need to recreate this feud. It will end poorly for all involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Um, the, but, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, because I, I know I've seen this, where they, they, like, make a big show about we're going back to the uh, original formula, and then they produce something that just fucking flatlines the rest of the franchise because this was supposed to be their big like make good to uh people and it just doesn't resonate uh and i I, like like i said i know i've seen this happen a million times before but it's not 
like an immediate example is not coming to mind. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to think back on this. We'll we'll come back to this. Well, I'm trying yes. to think of. I'm thinking about how like Doom Three tried to do this whole kind of survival horror type thing, um, mm -hmm. and then it was how many years before we got the next the the reboot in 2016, and then it was like okay yeah you kind of did something completely different here, and 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 I like it like you you have the platforming that you tried to bring into three but you did a good job with it but now you have modern amenities like upgrading your guns and getting new abilities and stuff so mm -hmm. yeah so i feel uh, like doom one and doom two were so very similar and then three it's like it's cool that you did something different but it's not what people wanted they didn't want this slower paced survival horror kind I'm, of game i'm trying to get my head around that concept of doom as survival horror because in general the point of doom is that the horror is trying to survive you yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very much what 2016 returned to. What, what I would say about Doom 3 is that it's a case of like uh, the technology tail wagging the dog, uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they'd had they had like really impressive graphics technology for the time, really com uh, impressive lighting technology for the time, and they needed a game that fit that wrapped itself, contorted itself to wrap around that. And yeah. produced a game that ends up like a horror game by dint of necessity of showing off and working with those effects. Uh, you're saying, Joe? Yeah, no, that's it. No, you, I was thinking about that too. You got to use the flashlight, and then some, suddenly the lights go out, and then a zombie pops up behind you, and it's like, what the hell? This is, it's yeah, like and there needs to be a tiny number of enemies because the engine at the time, like computers plus the engine, would not support like the kinds of enemy hordes that people were used to with Doom. Right. So they needed an excuse to load them in piecemeal, and darkness fit that uh, fit those needs. Yeah, and um, I stupidly bought the game, not realizing, oh, your my computer absolutely cannot run this game, and then even oh, no. when I. <laughs> Even when I went out and got a new graphics card, it was uh, still like, okay, it's it's playable, but <laughs> yeah, I played that it game. Took, I think it's a long like, time. I think I played it at like twenty five FPS. I want to say like it just <laughs> yeah. Um, it didn't run well on anything for a long time. Yeah, it was definitely ahead of its time, and I don't think like I liked it at the time, but I just just didn't. In trying to answer the question, that's what popped in my head. Like, yeah, I like what they did, and you know, apparently, it, they didn't make another Doom game for for how however long for fifteen years, you know. And we're lucky for that because if you look at like they were for a lot of that time, they were attempting to make some kind of Doom Four, and all of those concepts. If you go look at like what they've admitted about them, they all sound absolutely terrible. Mm. Yeah, and, and in the end, there's they a lot up... of stuff that's like Call of Duty knockoffs and shit with demons. Yeah, and so they ended up just making, um, like, Doom 2016 is one of my favorite games, period. And it's like, wow, oh, yeah, what a turnaround. Incredible shooter. And then I played Doom Eternal, and I'm like, okay, this continues this formula that I like, but now there's now it's much more difficult. Now I have ice grenades and a flamethrower and all these cooldowns I gotta keep my eye on, and there's extra platforming and climbing and swinging and double air dashing. I'm like, uh, no, that's not Doom. Oh, that sounds no. awesome to me. <laughs> yeah, well, 
you, you have to be in the right mindset for it. Uh, yeah. I'm curious to see where they go next, is what I'm saying. Like, are they going to mm -hmm. go back to the whatever route they want to go back to, or are they going to just do another continuation of Doom Eternal? I don't know. I'd be, I'm, I'm curious to see whatever they come up with next. Our minor brain's up to a secretly a rhythm game. That's some truth. Kind of is. Um, I, I, it does, it does, it is one of those things where it's like, it's one of those things that revealed to me my diminishing patience for cooldowns because, like, when when all of your powers are set on un, uh, un, unrelated cooldowns, it's basically the developers making a regiment of, like, well, you should be using this power this often and this power this often, and they're not competing for anything other than your time. So it's just one of those things where it's like, it, it takes a lot of I, uh, of things out of the player's hands. Uh, so that's that's my uh, my hot take is I would like uh, cooldowns to go out of fashion to some extent because I feel like they're overused and uninteresting. Uh, yeah, and see. I just want to shoot demons in the face with a shotgun and and not have to worry about all those other crap. Good fire so. miner. Quake six arena when <laughs> take katana two when rage rage three, three. oh. <laughs> Did you play Rage 2? It was like, I played for maybe an hour or two, and it's like, this is stupid. It looked aggressive. I, I did not play I did not play either Rage, but that didn't stop them from making two of them, so I suspect we'll get a Rage 3 someday. Uh, and I bought Rage right when it came out, and I had an AMD graphics card, and tell, let me tell you, that game would not run, and you had to, like, you had to go into the mm. folder and create your own, like, page file kind of like you know what i mean something mm -hmm. was so wrong with the programming that you had to create files that were supposed to be there already what you know i'm gonna blame i'm gonna what emotion would you say this filled you with consternation <laughs> <Astronation>. oh. got it <laughs> anger sadness uh, so i'm gonna I'm, I'm just gonna assume that uh uh, I'm just going to, instead of saying Quake 6 Arena, I'm just going to make a joke about uh, the existence of uh, the PS2 version of Quake 3 that had no online play because it came out in early 2001. <laughs> just just want, want to contemplate the worthlessness of that object and then point out that it was developed by... It was the last game developed by Bullfrog? Uh... If if you remember who Bullfrog is, that's baffling. I don't nope. should, should I just sit is. here and it explain is. who Bullfrog was? Yes, please. It was Peter Molyneux's original studio. Uh, they made things like Syndicate and uh, they made they made a lot of things. Uh, just to pull out some yeah, Populous. Uh, 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 that's that's a that's a big important one. Syndicate, Magic Carpet, Theme Park, uh, like they they made a, a theme hospital, Dungeon Keeper. Uh, they made all of those, and then for some reason they made the PS2 version of Quake Three. It was their last game, and uh, uh -huh. it randomly has some Dungeon Keeper characters in it. <laughs> okay. As you do. Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah. Um, and uh, I think you could probably convince John Romero to develop a Daikatana 2 as a joke and release it as an official Quake 2 wad. Or the nearest, equi nearest uh, neighbor equivalent. Um, or you, you know, actually, change the names so it actually makes sense in Japanese. No, that would remove half of the joke. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what is the ultimate contrarian take among geeks back in the day? Dragon Ball GT isn't bad. Digimon's better than Pokemon. Saturn has better games than PS1. Star Trek TNG movies are good. Mm. That, uh, Star Trek taking strays, and uh, we've already seen in the chat, uh, Platy. <laughs> register displeasure at that so um di didn't he just list a bunch of things that are absolutely not true you know? he's listing things that were contrarian hot takes back in like the 90s and early ops yeah i mean i briefly thought that the saturn had better games because i had a saturn and did not have a playstation and then realized <laughs> oh i can't play final fantasy 7 I can't play Resident Evil 2. I can't play this. I can't play that. It's like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. The Saturn has a very nice library, but it definitely does not have the PS1's library. No, it does not. Nope. Which has its upsides. Uh, there, no, one, no one on Saturn had to live through endless swaths of games like Tiny Tank Up Your Arsenal, but they, you, weren't, you weren't getting MGS, so... Swings and roundabouts. Um, you get Tomb Raider. One. Mm. Exclusive for like a day. <laughs> uh, also, the TNG movies uh, are good. Quiet Fire Which ones are good? The next generation movies. No, I'm saying which ones. Uh, all of them are entertaining. Okay, entertaining. I okay, all I, of them. I'm no movie let's critic, see. though. But, uh, let's yeah, I mean, see. are they amazing? Oh, some of them are amazing. First Contact is great. Oh, yeah. that That's the that's the pinnacle right there. Yeah. Yeah, the, the biggest issue you run into is, uh, Generations is regrettable for a number of reasons. Uh, uh, they really shouldn't have done like this weird half-step movie between uh, the original cast and TNG, especially yep. if they were going to mm -hmm. do it that way. That's definitely <laughs> my least favorite of them. Uh, Insurrection's problem is that it's kind of, eh, kind of boring, and Nemesis is just baffling in certain ways, but it's at least funny sometimes. Uh, we'll say. Probably nobody here has watched the uh, third season of Star Trek Picard. I have not. But they did a very yet. good job wrapping I've that up. Heard that, I've heard that Picard season three is quite good, actually, even among yep. people who thought that season one and two were like the, the, <laughs> were the spawn of Satan himself. <laughs> one I tried to apologize for, and two, there was no more apologies. I enjoyed one. But three, three somehow redeemed it, right apparently. Two, it was like, why yes. are you doing this? Why? Why? Why are you doing this to me? Why? Oh, that was that was a complete. That was a you know what, when they gave uh, Shatner control of Star Trek Five, you got Star Trek Five. When uh, you give Patrick Stewart control of Card, you, you got that. Mm. 
Apparently season three redeemed the thing, so that's something. Good. Yeah, they turned it over to Terry Metalis. He did very well. I will bring up the, the best joke that was ever made about Star Trek V, which was the Futurama episode where they got most of the original uh, series cast. And uh, Leonard Nimoy says, uh, when I directed Star Trek IV, I got a great performance out of uh, Bill because I respected him so much. And then Shatner pipes in with, and when I directed Star Trek V, I got a great performance out of me because I respected me so much. <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite uh jokes in that yeah. episode but i i like the family guy episode when stewie was with the whole star trek cast and then he kept saying well wheaton I, I, I can't take how how much they ran the uh he, he does the h before w sound into the ground <laughs> I mean, cool. that's, that's that show. They gotta drive every joke into the ground like this fucking chicken fight. Yeah. There's <laughs> ten more minutes of that. You know what would be the avant-garde choice at this point? Just make that the entire episode. Chicken fight. The then you can retire it for good. Yeah. But then the they went to Springfield and he fought Homer oh God, in the same oh God, style no. and it was hilarious. Uh, no, I, I can't uh, accept the existence of the Simpsons guy. Okay. I cannot. Um, is it better or so worse than the incredibly boring Futurama crossover? Um, oh I don't God, think I saw that bad. one. It, don't watch it. It's boring as fuck. Okay. It's, it's real. It's it's a waste of potential. Yeah. Um, let's anyway. see. Let's see. Okay, but yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure I've got nesting in me from that time some nuclear takes myself uh but uh the the ultimate contrarian take at the time uh that, that, that really depends upon what your preferred fandom was because everyone everyone's everyone's met the that one the that one kind of person that's just a bad take generator mm. yeah uh, um actually i just thought of something um mm -hmm. When I was, I don't know how old I was. I would have been maybe 10 or 12 years old or something. And mm -hmm. my mom got me the Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition on VHS. Oh, I remember those. And that's that's what I was. I had not watched the original versions. I only watched the Special Edition. I remember telling somebody, oh, I like the Special Editions. They're amazing. They're way better than the originals. And some guy was like, you need to stop talking. Blasphemy, and uh, imagine, dare you. imagine being like that to a child. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Those are the only versions I watched. So I was like, oh yeah, they're way better than the originals. Like, uh, sure. People, people learn to love what they have. I've like, yeah. I've witnessed <laughs> this by watching the the children who grew up playing Sonic 06 trying to claim that that. Oh no! Rap. Oh no! I've seen them. They're growing, and Lordy, they they need to they need to make better arguments. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it's a uh, oh boy, that's a that's that is an irredeemable piece of shit. Um, the uh, well, extremely funny though, so I'll give it that. Well, you you already know that I like Zelda too. Everybody knows that. And... That, that game's always had defenders, though, at the very least. Now, 
my favorite Dark Souls was two. We've talked about that. Yeah. Is that a hot take? You think? No, not on. I the think show, that, sir. that okay. the Dark Souls two definitely has a vehement crowd of defenders. I think they're all wrong, but I understand <laughs> where they're coming from. <laughs> yeah, uh, but bearing in mind that we all definitely gave that a five out of five. Sure did. What? Uh, sure did. Oh, I wouldn't do. He I wouldn't did, go that far, but it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad game, but it's the one I'm least interested in ever playing again. Um, I mean, the... yeah, I don't know. I would have given it a four or four and a half, maybe. Yeah. But I don't believe yeah. in perfect scores, no matter how good the game is. So. Well, that's lame. Uh, the the score, I I agree with the notion of calling it a perfect sto- score, but I am absolutely a hundred percent ready to give something my highest degree of uh, recommendation. Yes, yeah, that, that is and that's where what I mis- think of a. Jo- okay. Joe, where you're mistaken is thinking that the five out of five counts as a perfect score. In uh, I know. <laughs> I know. Correct. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that there's any for like useful notion. Like a five out of five or an X out of X score should always be taken as this is the highest degree of recommendation we can give. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, my yeah, um, I would give Super Mario Bros. Wonder a ninety nine point nine 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 nine. You know, this is but... as high as you'll go. <laughs> That's as high as you're like, uh, you're like the French grading system. 99. Well, let me see. What does that round up to? That rounds up to 100. So you gave it 100. Thanks, Joe. Uh, red, red G- we did geometric proofs in middle school that showed 0.9 repeating actually equals 1. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I. Hey, I. Uh, I, I can I, write out a proof for you that I. Uh... Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, I. Um... I took algebra when I was a freshman in high school, aced it. It was amazing. I took honors geometry and almost failed. That was the first class in my life that I'd ever almost failed. And it was like, okay, I'm done with math forever. So. (laughs) (laughs) The story I remember always hearing is that in, uh, in certain, uh, bits of French academia. The scores are technically out of 20, but they'll never give you higher than a 19. <laughs> Maybe you're just French. <laughs> that sounds very oh, French. Wee wee. Oh. I got my master's wow. degree in right London. Then. And mm-hmm. yeah, like passing was 50. A B was 60 and A was 70. There was like A plus. A nightmare. And A plus plus, which was the 90s. And, you know, I'll... I'll we had 50 international get, people all doing this program. I don't think anybody even scored 80 on anything. <laughs> I don't even know what the heck that was about. I'm sorry, Wernstrom, but penmanship counts. <laughs> yeah, I, I got an A in an American Literature 2 class and was later told, oh, that teacher never gives A's. And I was like, really? Because I bullshitted the whole thing. Yeah, Hooray! I, I totally read the cliff notes and pretended to know things about, uh, you know, whatever, whatever stories we were reading. talking about. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. But yeah, uh, as far as like the ultimate late '90s, early aughts uh, nerd nuclear take was, it was. Uh, I, I'm sure that I, I did definitely didn't see this often, but I definitely saw some people who were willing to 
uh, go to bat that the prequels, any any given one, was as good or better than its corresponding uh, film uh, in the original. So, uh, that's, that's the one I'll throw out. As that would be the ultimate contrarian take uh, from that era. You're talking about Star Wars? Yes. Uh, um, yeah, Back no. in the day, that would have been the ultimate contrarian nerd yeah. take. Was yeah. The no, uh, I mean Revenge of the Sith. No, no, I'm gonna stop you there. Was Just, was uh... okay, but not anywhere close to A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, no. The good thing. I think that, the only. I think the best. I... The best of the three was not as good as any of the other yes. three. The, the only good thing about the prequels is it led to much better TV shows. Like yeah. Clone yeah. Wars rules. Rebels is awesome. That extra season of Clone Wars they did was incredible. <laughs> like how you brought up Clone Wars twice. <laughs> it's, just Clone Wars. <laughs> it's just very funny to me. <laughs> well, what if I told you that I liked The Last Jedi and did not like Rise of Skywalker. That's a very um, common take. Very, very common. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think they mixed up the titles. You know, because in this... In, in The Last Jedi, what happens? Luke becomes like as powerful as he possibly can and then dies. And then at the end of Rise of Skywalker... Oh, oh, oh spoilers, spoilers! Oh, okay, sorry. At, well, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, I'm though, totally Ray is the only guy still living, so I think they mixed up the titles. That's all. Um, uh, there's thematic choice here. I enjoy all those all three of those movies as entertainment. I think they're all kind of stupid. Okay. They're my just, my response stupid. would be that the Disney got exactly what it wanted. Yeah. And the the. The, the tendency to throw any individual filmmaker under the bus because of it is a little unfair because those films were made exactly as was demanded by the mouse. Yeah. Um, the mouse who is now public domain, right? No, 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 yep. no, 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 no. A mouse. It oh, Steamboat Willie. Yes, only, oh. only that version. If you, well, <laughs> Steamboat Willie and Plane Crazy and a couple others. The thing is that, like, you, if you are looking at the promotional material that existed around those ver that version of Mickey Mouse, you actually can get a fairly recognizable version. The film itself was in black and white, but it's uh, posters which were in color do show Mickey in classic Mickey colors. Like, you can produce a version of Steam uh, of Mickey that looks like Mickey and legally use it. You cannot advertise with it uh, yeah. by virtue of the fact that Mickey is trademarked. I was going to say, the big issue is trademark is going to kill you on this. Okay. Trademark, and the other thing is that uh, there's a lot of copyrighted Mickey material that they could claim that you're making use of. So you have mm -hmm. to be very you have to very much go in a direction that they would never go. <laughs> but there is absolutely the capacity to make a recognizable Mickey out of the public domain material. Uh, and you could absolutely make uh, something there, that would be non horror movie, right? Uh game. And we will not speak more oh, of it, it for complications. Okay. Uh, but yeah, um, so 
Okay. Uh, we're we're going to hit a couple more of these that are in the chat. Speaking of Dragon Ball, how many franchises can be proud that they've created a formula that no matter what critics say, the fans are going to gobble, gobble it up anyway? Fast and Furious, Nickelback, there, there's tons of these. Nickelback? Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Why the hell would you bring up that he, he was bringing up things he was bringing up things that were critically and uh, the critical consensus is that this is terrible but nickelback albums sold like mad for a very long I time know. Uh, that is the point that is the point in its entirety okay i know i get it but why why are you making us think of nickelback what, what did, why, why are you torturing us show me on the you? doll where we hurt you that we deserve this we, we thought you liked this show okay we can move on <laughs> We get, uh, we get a touch on Pew's. We will. Okay. Are we not there yet? I, I'm not really paying attention to where we are in these, this massive question. I am, finishing this, yeah. <laughs> I am finishing this goddamn question that you have not even remotely engaged with. Okay. <laughs> what are franchises that uh, people will uh, buy basically you know, regardless of their quality? Call of Duty. Um that's that's up there like there's you know like no matter how bad a call of duty is it usually sells somewhere between 10 and 15 million copies yeah. um every um, year dragon every dragon question japan <laughs> although I, I can't think of like a terrible product i'm just saying i can't think of like a terrible <laughs> dragon quest in recent memory but i i'd have to imagine that that would kind of apply I would like to look up the the sales numbers of the plug and play sword game. That that feels like the baseline of like how much can you sell a Dragon Quest game that straight up doesn't work? <laughs> <laughs> it worked on CRT TVs. Kind of. <laughs> Engine Quest. My buddies in Miami picked one up at a flea market or not a flea market, a pawn store and had it working just fine with his uh six and seven year old kids. Recently. Uh... It, they it, they're degraded by this point, but <laughs> how many how many of those right. uh, those those disintegrating slime controllers sold? Oh god, I, yep, st I, I still, got that crap. I still have mine sitting in the cabinet. And I'm afraid to try and take it. Out. If you if you <laughs> ever take it, will be so slimy perfect. when you take it out. <laughs> that uh, that kind of rubberized plastic was not built to last. Uh but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of. I mean, are there uh, um, really hardcore Assassin's Creed fans at this point? I've I've seen Assassin's Creed lore nerds. They're the weirdest human beings I have ever known. <laughs> uh, you are a match to the lore, then. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a lore nerd by any stretch of imagination, but I do enjoy the over. I I enjoy the overarching plot. I don't need to engage on it on an in-depth level i would enjoy it more if it was going somewhere but they yes, made that. it so that everything is about the past and nothing can change there yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know i still hey. need to pick up oh, hey another thing assassin's eight. creed 3 messed up <laughs> Uh, the, the the they really they really shortchanged poor uh poor Kenway there. Yeah, he was uh I still am upset that they cut his that they like cut his final monologue to ribbons. That was uh that was good actually, and they uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, I I don't feel like uh because like Assassin's Creed has never stopped 
like has never had an entry that like uh, other than Unity has never had an en entry that was critically panned. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think is is a necessary component to this. Like something that I, I think Sonic is probably the be all end all example of this. Because there are there are plenty of good Sonic games, but it does not even fucking matter if they're good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like they will sell, uh, like usually they will sell a terrifying number of units over the course of years, just completely irrespective of quality. Yeah, like uh, Sonic Forces, and I'm just bringing that up because it was commercially panned, not because I personally think it's bad. You're critically panned, but yeah. Sorry, critically panned. Uh, but yeah, I still see new copies of that in like Target. So uh, yeah, it's 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 old. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sonic 06 was a was a Sonic 06 was a uh, platinum hit. <laughs> uh, you can you could get that. Uh, you could you could get uh, budget re-release copies of that for years and years after it came out. Okay. Know what else? Sonic what? Heroes. Yeah, that game sucks. Sonic total Heroes. Ass. Oh, like one, like an absolute like total misfire. Uh, and you know that that sold that sold well on all three consoles. Uh, like it's it they they sell almost totally irrespective of their quality, and that's I feel like the most uh, that that's 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 a rare thing to to get to mm. be. Has there um, been a Pokemon that's been panned enough that we can count bring that up in this? Uh, I mean, um, if you and if you dig deep into the spinoffs, probably. Um, the Diamond uh, Pearl remake. That, that one felt like it was it reviewed well. It was the hardcore fans that were really pissed off about it. Uh, all I can say is that, from the point of view of checking the secondhand stories, mm -hmm. currently um, Diamond Pearl the remakes sell mm -hmm. or can be bought for cheaper than the original DS games. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're yeah, some like, of the cheapest Pokemon games you can get from the... Or they are the cheapest of the current generation that you can get. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, they... I mean, unless I you're talking like a fair copy of Pokemon Sun or Moon, not Ultra, then they're selling worse than most of the previous generations, too. Mm. Uh. But, yeah, I, I would argue that uh, those didn't review particularly terribly. It was mostly that fans were pissed off about them. So I, I would say that those do not count for the purposes of this question. Uh, because this is about fans just sort of accepting anything regardless of its quality. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like Scarlet Violet had some technical issues and whatnot. The graphics weren't amazing, but I loved that game, so I, I don't know. I, I yeah, feel like that, that's, that's a game. Attention from my game of the year, twenty twenty two. I know, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was one that the fans were really into, and non fans were like, "The fuck is this?" You know. So I think that I think that like we have to clarify between like non fans and like punditry, uh, uh -huh. because non fans make up like to, to call. Everyone who buys Pokemon games, Pokemon fans, is feels like a weird distinction when we're talking about games that sell like twenty to thirty million units. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so I, I would say that casual fans 
mostly didn't have much of an issue with it. Hardcore fans had more of an issue with it. And critics had a much more, much more of an issue with it. Yes. Okay, I agree with that. But, but I remember people yeah. losing their minds when Sword and Shield came out and it wasn't going to have like a global or universal Pokedex uh, or something. And, and I remember yeah. thinking, I, I don't even know what they're talking about because I just want to finally play a full 3D Pokemon game that's not on a handheld, you know, that but I love Sword. I'll find something every generation. I remember when Diamond Pearl first came out and people were arguing over the fact that suddenly there was a special attack and physical attack split. Yeah, um, specifically the, like, uh, it was no longer determined by the type of the attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, the, the thing about hardcore Pokemon fans is that the, it has fully reached a point where... The people who are like who make Pokemon their lives, there's a certain subset of them who will essentially never be happy again. <laughs> and, and if you do anything at all that in any way disturbs the metagame, they will never forgive you for as long as they live until they're distracted by something shiny and they forget. Oh, shiny hunting, got it. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are the uh -huh. same people who are like, why are they adding fairy? Yeah, the, 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 the competitive scene is a, is in a very strange place where there's... I, I know plenty of people who play competitive Pokemon who are not lunatics. But <laughs> well, I also however. know... I am also keenly aware of a large subset of them that are lunatics and are also convinced uh -huh. that they're a much larger subset of Pokemon consumers than they are. I can see that. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. <laughs> Squeaky Wheel has thankfully not gotten the grease because the Pokemon Company is, and Game Freak are keenly aware that uh, that is not the audience that they cater to. Well, of course, because they're Japanese and they know that the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. <laughs> Gotta love those contradicting uh, maxims based on culture. But... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, to hit some more questions in the chat... Well, if Enough we're going to do more questions, then I, I got to sign off. I'm sorry. It's yeah, getting late. Okay. See yeah. you, Joe. Uh, you tell us where we can find you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me do a quick plug, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Gamer, also on YouTube, also on Mastodon, and I am on the Discord RP Gamer server again so i've been chatting with some cool people on there about music and stuff so had some good conversations it's today. a nice community yeah <laughs> so yeah you can uh you'll see me on there now and of course i'm on the wheels server across the wheeliverse that's not open uh, to the public no um yeah so no you no can check me out so now that the holidays are over now that uh i had family in town and they went home so now I'm getting back on my normal schedule and routine. So I don't really have a theme planned for my Twitch streams, but I do want to get back in the habit of streaming, you know, three or four nights a week if possible. So uh, try to catch it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, usually around eight or nine o'clock. Um, and I covered most of the games I wanted to cover for the holiday season in my holiday buying guide series. Uh, but again, I, I have no idea what what's coming next, but um, I, I have plenty of ideas, so tune in, definitely. And that's it. Okay. Well then. Alright, guys. Uh, always a pleasure to have you. Definitely. Thanks, thanks for having me. So, good night, everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
Okay, so we're yeah. we're speed running some more questions. Uh, okay. Uh, enough with the definitive edition discussion, but can we talk about features and specific games that have been lost to time? For example, the OG PC ports of Final Fantasy VII and Driver use palleted textures, and a bunch of need for speed games after two use uh, table fog. Both features that have been long dropped by P GPU makers. I feel like you you run into this a lot uh, if you look at uh, like. It, we, if we're talking about like features specific to certain editions, you run into you run into this especially a lot, especially if it was a cool a cool version of a game that came out uh, that was then sort of it, because it was not the main version, like features from it weren't transferred over. Things like the RE2 and 64 port, which has some additional content that was never showed up in any other version because it was made by another company and uh, makes uh, and just isn't part of the original uh, PS1 code base that got ported forward over and over. Um, but if you're, if you're talking about certain like technical dead ends, you can get into some other interesting discussions, like the aforementioned Rage 1 and its uh, mega texturing that it was built around. That's, a, that's an idea that uh, just absolutely died uh, almost immediately. Uh, it was one of those uh, interesting technical ideas that proved to be a total dead end. Um, by the same vein, uh, quadrilateral-based uh, polygon rendering, uh, especially hardware accelerated, died very quickly uh, in the middle of the 90s, uh, which one of the many reasons that uh, Saturn games don't get ported forward that often. Um, but yeah, uh, depending upon what what you're looking at, you can come up with a lot of examples of this sort of thing. Uh, the uh, reason that uh, further attempts to port forward Silent Hill 2 uh, always proved to be so frustrating uh, came down to, one, the fact that uh, the last available build with source code uh, was not the completed game and so anyone working on porting that forward would have to make some educated guesses about how much fog should exist and two that the game was built around a feature of the ps2 hardware that basically made that sort of effect free and so that's why even ports of Silent hill 2 that came out like a month later the original xbox port is like two months after the PS2 version. And it doesn't have the same amount of fog because of the combination of slightly different development team and slightly different hardware that didn't have fog as such a free effect. Uh, and the, these two things together mean that nothing ever looks quite like that original PS2 version, and it's nearly impossible to recreate unless you're just straight up emulating the original PS2 version. And even then, it's I believe it's a, something that took a lot of work to get running in PCSX2 for a long time. Uh, let me double check this, just because I'm curious. I assume that has resolved issues. Uh, yeah. Yep, there are still active major issues with 
Silent L2 on PCSX2. But yeah, so one of those games that's just very difficult to recreate in its entirety. There's actually a lot of PS2 horror games that are like that. The uh, first three Fatal Frame games are a huge pain in the ass to get running. It's a bit of a shame. Uh, still hoping that uh, Koei Tecmo brings those back at some stage. Uh, Fatal Frame, Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly, Fatal Frame 3, uh, Tormented. Uh, there's, like, in emulation, they don't... They, there's aspects with how the ghosts are rendered that don't play nice with emulation. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, they're, they're really good horror games. Uh, let's see. On that topic, remember that time when PC games had so many different versions that it became confusing? Like, which, which version of Quake did you play back in the day? OG, GL Quake, Wind Quake? Uh, I did not... not <coughs> Excuse me. I did not have a computer capable of running 3D accelerated games at the time, so I didn't play any of them. My uh, exposure to Quake is purely modern Quake. Mm. What about you, Wheels? Did you play Quake back in the day? Uh, I, I'm struggling to remember when I played the original Quake. I played a bit of Quake 64 way back in the day. That was as close as I got. It may have been after Quake 3. I, I don't really remember. I know I had when a, it came to Mac. <laughs> don't that didn't, now I actually don't think I played Quake One or t Two on Mac. I know I had a PC gonna, copy of Quake Two on uh, CD-ROM. I'm imagining you playing the Saturn version of Quake One. Uh, no, we did not play that. It's made by Lobotomy Software. It's actually a very impressive port. It's not a great way to play the game, but it's a very impressive port. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I I know I know I played Unreal before Unreal Tournament and marveled at that. <laughs> Unreal Tournament, all versions. Yes, Unreal Tournament, all versions. Uh, yeah, the original yeah. Unreal is one of the first like graphically impressive PC games I was kind of obsessed with. Were you the world's only Unreal to the Awakening fan? I forgot that existed. <laughs> so th that should tell you all you need to know. Evidently not. <laughs> I don't know if I even played it. I don't think many people did. There's a reason there's no Unreal 3. Yeah. Even though there's an Unreal Engine 3. Yeah. But uh, no, the original Unreal was pretty impressive. Like, even pretty good music at the time. It was, uh... It was popular for a reason. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't just an engine. It was a good game, uh, unlike Quake, which didn't really like <laughs> at all. Quake had its moments. I think that Quake's uh, Quake's art design tends to let it down, but I think it's still a good game. Yeah, yeah it probably is. Uh, but I it was always like grossed out when we started to get like nostalgic shooters that look like the original Quake. It's like, we, we can do better, guys. Come on. None of them, none of them have the uh, the intense soundscape provided by Trent Reznor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I think one of my favorite uh, things I've ever seen is there was a Digital Foundry retro video a number of years back that was talking about uh, MechWarrior 2 
And part of that is just a tangent into how many fucking versions of MechWarrior 2 there are that are, like, optimized for specific <laughs> graphics cards. I think the only yeah. version I play, that I played was the Saturn version. I'll, I'll link that video because it's fascinating seeing okay. him just sort of, like, John Linneman go down, like, a long list of versions of MechWarrior 2 and their minute detail minute differences. If you uh, if you if you enjoy uh, the technical aspects of old games and you aren't watching uh, Digital Foundry Retro, you're you're missing out. There's a lot of good content there. It's on that same note. I would like to know more about how Unreal Championship Two happened. That's a weird. <laughs> that's a weird game. It felt like an I apology. It has, I'm pretty sure it has Raiden as one of the characters you can play Yeah, because Midway published it. Yeah. It's a really weird game. Uh, yeah. I kind of Real Championship 2, the Leandri conflict. I kind of miss that era of shooters. Uh, yeah, well, the arena shooter is very much something that's due for a comeback. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I mean, honestly, it's in the era of like uh, service multiplayer games. It seems like it would have been a time to bring one of those back, but that that market's been too flooded at this point. Now. Yeah, think, thinking about service multiplayer, I was actually like I was watching a friend play uh, the Master Chief Collection, and something that came into my head was like. Halo Infinite probably would have been infinitely more uh, well received if they'd not ha if it was just a the the campaign and a normal ass multiplayer mode. Yeah. <laughs> like the set of expectations created by the notion of seasonal constantly updating content caused them to get like this reputation of like there's supposed to be content, there's no content, and it's just like no, if you had just made a normal ass multiplayer mode, this wouldn't have happened. Mm. Uh, like, bring back games with normal last yeah. multiplayer modes. Like that, that, like they launch that, and it's like you don't even have like the classic maps people expect from any new like Halo game. Yeah, like, don't don't release a Halo game without Blood Gulch. Got yeah, it. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, I, 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 maps I, just kind of sucked. Like, yeah. my hope would be that when when the next Halo comes out. It has. It continues to build on Infinite's campaign, which looked really neat, and it just has a normal ass multiplayer mode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nostalgic I, at this point. <laughs> it is, and I think that I think there's more space for that now. Like, and there's there, like I said, there's too many fucking service games at this point, and it's hard to like. It's hard to let people have a multiplayer that. game they can drop in and drop out of. Right, right. Like I, I think <laughs> not everything needs to be a years long commitment. Yes, like there's too many Fortnites and Apex Legends and Overwatches. Like you give somebody just hey, this there's no commitment here. You can just play with this and have fun with friends. Like every I, so often, we will sell you more maps. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, uh -uh. I honestly think there is an untapped market for that. Mm-hmm. 
Could be huge. Which here's is the hope. which is hilarious considering they shoehorned in that into every fucking game. <laughs> and it just tanked all of their reputations yeah. because people thought it was going to be their forever game and it's like, oh, this isn't my forever game. Now I'm angry. <laughs> okay. Uh Pew asks a question that's not even yeah, yeah I, I hate the idea of a forever game. I hate it. Um, okay. Uh, Pew asks a shitpost question. Did you mention the Sonic vs. Dragon Ball theory yet? Yeah, this is, this is a TikTok video he sent me that's uh, just like someone pointing out how how close like everything in Sonic is to Dragon Ball. It's pretty funny. Did you notice Super Sonic is obviously a knockoff of Super Saiyan because that's what was that was new at the time. <laughs> like that's it's not a theory. That's that what it is. Punch yeah. Man is a combination yeah. of Son Goku, Superman, and Anpan Man. Like, yeah, like it's not a theory. That's just what it is. Chaos Emeralds. Yeah. Same number as Dragon Balls. They actually added a Chaos Emerald after the first game in order to make sure that it was the same number. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> There's only six of them and there's only six oh of them in God. Sonic 1. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, like it was it was it's not a theory, it was an overt nod. Uh let's see. Just... Uh Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. Uh Fire Miner in response to our discussion a while ago says, Hey Saturday's got virtual hydlide. As much as I'm a sick freak that loves virtual hydlight, I think that was considered cold comfort at the time. Fire <laughs> uh, Miner also asks, what kind of kid liked Monster Rancher back in the day? Someone with dad issues? Uh, I know someone who is a big Monster Rancher stan. I don't know about his relationship with his father. <laughs> I just remember uh, seeing the anime on TV a few times and thinking, oh, this is kind of funny. Yeah, it's a decent enough anime. It has one of the worst theme songs ever composed, uh, so that's fun. But the the anime itself is pretty decent. Uh, Monster Rancher, I feel like, was for the kind of person who was uh, into the like digital pet raising aspect of Monster Collection, but had too much self respect to play Digimon World, <laughs> and I respect that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I, like, they, they aren't my cup of tea, that, that whole, like, uh, the, 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 the way digital pet raising works in Monster Rancher resembles a fusion of, like, a Tamagotchi and, like, the way you plan out schedules in, like, a dating sim. Like the like old school Tokimeki Memorial, like here's your schedule. What are you doing this week? You have to raise certain stats. Uh, like uh, that's that's how it functions in Monster Rancher, and it's it's honestly too much of a dolled up Excel spreadsheet for my personal tastes. But it's it's not bad, uh, and it it did have the the cute notion of like. Oh, you're generating it. It's generating a monster based on your CD collection. That's fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I can see where the audience was for Monster Rancher. Um, would you call a certain old Taiwanese gentleman playing Pokemon Go, a 20 Pokemon Go accounts at the same time, a Pokemon fan? I think that that is a level of. Uh, I would. 
I would raise the question, it sounds like he doesn't have anything else to do in his life. <laughs> and at that point, I would go more specifically that he is a Pokemon Go fan, and that the question of whether he's a fan of anything else about Pokemon is not is a subject not yet in evidence. <laughs> uh, I, I do think that that's something... I think some people uh, sometimes lose track of, especially when they're huge fans of like one specific part of a franchise. It's possible to be a fan of something specific and not a franchise. Mm. And it can be much healthier to engage mm. on that level. To just mm -hmm. say, oh, I'm a fan of X, not a fan of all uh, all of the set X is contained in. Uh, it's the, that's think. the only sane way to approach Final Fantasy as a series. Especially, yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, should I just say Final Fantasy? Because that's that's a huge one. Uh, it was either Final Fantasy or Doctor Who. So yeah. <laughs> oh God, I've seen the people who have made themselves fans of all of Doctor Who. I don't get it. I've seen um, Doctor Who magic deck, and it's ba it's a baffling object. And my friend won yeah. <laughs> because it was just all these cards out, and it's just like I don't know what any of this does. Are you winning? Are you losing? I don't understand. <laughs> Miner throws out. Imagine being a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan, but only because you like the Dice Monster spinoff. <laughs> a spinoff that received. <laughs> There was a there was a spinoff that was like a weird tabletop game where you had dice that you would roll and they unfurled to be uh, paths I, that monsters had to move I through. I vaguely was... remember out of the few episodes of the series I actually watched that the Dungeon Dice Monsters actually had its own little plot art introducing it in the movie. Yeah, that was because I believe that was an adaptation of back when the show. Uh, back when the manga was just like, oh, every arc is different games. Uh, because that was what Kazuki Takahashi Rust is so liked. Yeah. Before the and, editors decided, no, it has to be completely based around this card game because it sells. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I believe that is where that arc comes from. And it's kind of the last, because the, they figured that they could sell that, it got adapted into a uh, an anime arc. And then they did sell that board game, but it did not sell well. So that went away. This dice game but, sounds uh, vaguely similar to Dragon Dice. Does anyone remember Dragon Dice? Does anyone want to play Dragon Dice with me? I don't know what it is, so I don't know if the answer is yes. Imagine, so I'm just going to assume no. Imagine TSR back before they were part of Wizards of the Coast. Okay, like, so I'm imagining something poorly, uh, poorly run. Got yes. it. Imagine they were like, hey, <laughs> this Magic the Gathering thing is, is neat. Let's do something like that. Except... It's dice instead. And huh. we're going to sell booster packs of dice. The conceit of Dungeon <laughs> Dice Monsters was mildly interesting because it was like using the six-sided die shape to unfurl into path. Uh, yeah, no, Dragon Dice was just like, hey, these dice are your units and you roll them to do things and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this was elaborate and probably quite difficult to machine, but it was it was an interesting concept. Uh, but you know, not not really, it's not really a world beater. Um, Fireminer asked. Fireminer played Marvel Dice Throne. I don't know what that is, and I should probably avoid it. 
I don't want you to. I don't want you to destroy yourself. Um, but yeah, I have successfully transferred the question list to my current computer. So I'm going to very quickly pull something out. Uh, uh, it's so I'm very going, quickly going to pull something out. Um, the this is this is one that we can do. <laughs> What's that? That very quickly has left the building. Oh, so you're familiar <laughs> with our show? Yep, yep. I'm just like. <laughs> eventually, they will stop talking about Halo. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, let me tell you more about Halo. I will fight you. Oh my God. Um, I say, um, unless you want a Dragon Quest style Halo over your head, let's continue with the question. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to very quickly uh, hit a question from the big list because it is uh, going to very quickly hit a question from the big list because I finally went to the trouble of getting it onto my new computer. Um, this is one that is, uh, I guess, specifically for the for me and Wheels because I don't think uh, anyone else does any programming here. Uh, and what is the worst programming language? I recall at Wheels once complained about JavaScript, or so I remember. Um, uh, JavaScript is fine. The problem is if you're going from, like, say, Java proper or even, like, C++. It should not be called JavaScript. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it can be deeply confusing, not just because the syntax can be very different, but be because there's no variable types. So if, if type there, yeah, so, which is why I really like uh, obviously TypeScript, TypeScript, which is, which is yeah. just JavaScript with types. But it can be deeply yeah. confusing to go from an environment where, hey, I have to define what all my variables are to to just hey, here's some variables, you know, and they're kind of just defined <laughs> when you take in a by variable con by context. When you take in a variable, you have to just sort of uh, make sure your functions know what to do with it. Yeah. So, so like, there's, there's I was nothing. Say, obviously, we're talking about something in common use and not like malbolge. Yeah, yeah mal malbolge would be the would be the choice of uh, if we we're just talking about, uh, or if uh, my my personal favorite bit of malignance if we're just talking about programming languages designed to hurt you is whitespace. Hmm. Which was supposed to be a gag based on the semantic white space of uh, Python that fucks up a lot of Python programmers. I hate Python. Uh, <laughs> Python's fine. It's fine. Uh, but it's, I, I just it's a personal thing. I don't care for it. But uh, Python has semantic white space in order to enforce you writing, uh, enforce certain kinds of self-documenting code. Uh, specifically, it's easy to tell where something is in a hierarchy when you're looking at it. But, uh, or at least it's supposed to be. The The issue is that uh, things like a tab is different from spaces, which are different from, yeah, you, you get the problem. White space is a programming language that uses only uh, new line tab uh, space, anything that produces uh, characters that the computer can read, but that you can't see the difference between. Uh, so that's a nightmare. Uh, but yeah, uh, if, if we're talking about uh, things people have actually used, uh, that, that gets hard because like 
things people have actually used have uses. <laughs> and so it becomes hard to just say, this is the worst one, because it's like, eh, there are situations where it's useful. It must have been good at something at some point. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh. So for for um, so Python is the answer because fucking. I will, I will send you to hell. No, Python's um, fine, it, but it, it seems it's used less by pure programmers and seems to be it's, it's a very good scripting yeah. uh, all, all the it's, it's very intuitive sort of language. I know love python very intuitive it makes kind of it, it makes obvious sense especially on smaller scale programs yeah when it gets into a larger scale program it's that's usually when it's easier for python to fuck you over uh but especially if you're just writing a quick script, Python is about as user-friendly as they come. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, code light jobs generally, generally that's that's good for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are we are back back in the saddle uh with with the big question list. Uh but I think that uh Platy seems like he has been dying for at least an hour <laughs> and uh Wheels is definitely heading that way. What? Quite possibly, yes. Yeah. Uh while you are uh in a uh drowsy half sleeping state, I will uh, use a hypnotic suggestion to suggest that you should be playing more Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, but <sighs> I'm sure that will fall on deaf ears. Um, I need to finish that. Yes, you do. Infinite Wealth is out very shortly. Yeah. Oh, boy. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited. That's, that's my Dragon Quest this year, because we sure aren't getting 12. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. No. We will be lucky if we have Dragon Quest twelve in twenty twenty six. Ain't that the truth? But yeah, so uh, enjoy like a dragon, infinite wealth, the the Dragon Questiest game you'll get all year. That isn't a remake. We might get Dragon Quest three HD this year. Who can say? Um, but yeah, uh, so I guess before we. Uh, close out, I would like to hear about princesses. Tell me a story, Gaijin. Well, once upon a time next, um, I guess, Monday, uh, there would be or will be a author's birthday sale on Princesses of the Pizza Parlor. Um, for, everything... those, uh, for those unaware, based on how whenever Wheels puts this up, that means January 8th. Yes, January 8th. Um, 8th, um, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so 8th through the 12th, um, mm -hmm. from, let's see, 9 a.m. Pacific to 9 a.m. Pacific, um, or actually, whatever, it stops. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so if you enjoy tabletop role-playing games, if you enjoy watching other people play tabletop role-playing games, and this is a, apparently a multi-million, billion-dollar industry at this point, because, you know, movies and stuff... Um, then we have Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, available for Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. The hmm. sale is on the first um, 
I'm going to say the first 10 episodes of the main series, plus two side stories and a paralogue. The last three items were apparently not available to be put on sale yet because of something something forgot to sign them up for the proper thing soon enough. Something on Amazon. Um, but there's still plenty that you can get at a deeply reduced but, Yeah, but I mean, that's still literally 13 different ebooks of various lengths um, for... Well, three of them free, the rest of them heavily discounted. And um, if paperback is more your cup of tea, I believe that three out of the four paperbacks are still under ridiculous discounting for whatever, who knows what reason. Um, you, can, you can actually probably get those for cheaper. Uh-huh. Um, mm -hmm. So whatever floats your boat. Um, again, it's The Princesses of the Pizza Parlor for Kindle and Kindle Unlimited by Michael Yadimizu, Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U. Um, and um, so yes, author's birthday sale. Second week of January. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I saw the I saw the mysterious mechanics of uh, Amazon book sales get commented upon by my favorite, uh, my beloved Twitter shit poster Drill, uh, recently <laughs> with one of his one of his like uh, books, the Get Rich and Become God method, uh, was like on deep sale that he had nothing to do with, and he was just like, I have no idea why they're doing this. They must be losing money. It's a 400-page full-color book. I don't know why they're doing this. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, so uh, take advantage while Amazon's robots are being deeply insane. Um, or take advantage of the author's birthday sale if you prefer ebook. Um, but, yeah. Uh... Platty, tell us about the other RP Gamer podcasts. Yes, you can uh, go to the same website that you might have covered this one through, or just use the uh, same podcast catcher that you are listening to this on. And RPG Backtrack is our long-running one. Uh, we just recorded episode 300 last night. Wheels was on that. Yeah. We were talking Super Mario RPG. So that should be posted. Uh, it'll be long posted by the time this one is. So you can find that, all the other ones, with my co-host, Kelly Ryan. Um, if you're looking for more of me and want to hear more about Dragon Quest, you can always, uh, again, stay in the same podcast catcher and look up Dragon Quest Slime Time. Uh, there's years of backlog of lots of Dragon Quest talk. Mm -hmm. Of all shapes and sizes. Yes. And I will uh, point out that I am scheduled to be on an episode of the Backtrack shortly. So, uh, Which keep it We need more David. Do we? Does anyone? Yes. Also, am I allowed to say which game? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the next one I'm scheduled for is Stranger of Paradise. Yeah. Chaos. And... Uh, Given how enthused I was last week, uh, you'll be surprised to hear I'm still enthused. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am. I am here for Jack and the boys. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I should be on a fair few throughout the year. Uh, got at least one that I've got to finish a couple games to be ready for, but. It's uh, it's just the it's just the impetus I need. <laughs> Get myself uh, caught up. But yeah, so 
Yeah, so RPG Backtrack and uh, Slime Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the, the Q&A quest crossovers, I've never been on Slime Time. I'm still disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Someday. One day. But, uh, I will say Slime Time slowed way down when I took over the co-hosting on Backtrack. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Surprisingly, uh, the RPG genre is larger than Dragon Quest itself. So, I'm not sure if that's true, though. <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you could have a, a could have had a weekly Dragon Quest tact update. Oh, we have a uh, you. You can uh, <laughs> listen under if you're looking up Dragon Quest Slime Time. Right there, we have episodes called uh, "Tactfully Die," where we have a. Uh, <laughs> pair of co-hosts that discuss Dragon Quest Tact every week and or about every other week. <laughs> I'm sure they're Tact in mourning and, now. <laughs> uh, they're reviewing all the die anime. They, they they picked a bad time to speed up their reviews of the die anime. I think they do three episodes now every two mm-hmm. weeks. And uh, I'm like, well, with Tact going away, that'll end that offshoot of Slime Time. Yeah, that guess, much uh, guess they'll have yeah. to figure something else Let's out. How many episodes of Die are there? There are exactly 100. Ah. That's... Yep, not much. uh, Not going to be much else. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Uh, I guess they can pivot to a different Dragon Quest mobile game. I'm sure there's plenty. There are none currently in English. Well, as of March 1st, there will be none in English. Wow. (laughs) Well, that shouldn't stop anyone. Uh... Mm -hmm. Maybe they can go through every update to Dragon Quest X. Oh my. Oh god. That's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot That's there. Like six, There's a lot there. Six or seven full Dragon Quest games at this point. Six or seven full Dragon Quests, and you have like the, the different uh, openings that were available in the first one. Mm-hmm. You could, uh, could make a meal out of that, and then you start just doing offline. Just talk about it all again, but in Dragon Quest X offline context. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, but yeah. Um, that's for us. You can ask us questions uh, like dear friends Fireminer and Kroll. Uh, they, uh, you can prov- as, as they amply demonstrated, you can provide us questions via the uh, comment section. We're always happy. The comment section under this very episode will keep track. Uh, you can ask us questions via the uh, Discord if you go to the community tab on RP Gamer and click uh, through there, you'll get a Discord invite. It's a lovely community. It's dear friend of the podcast slash uh, slash unofficial third host at this point because he shows up so often. Smoke and Joe uh, demonstrated. It's a lovely community. Uh, let's see. And uh, you can also ask us questions if you catch us in the chat uh, when we're streaming the episodes every week, which happens on uh, Thursday evenings slash very early Friday mornings if you're deranged like wheels, uh, which is to say it happens at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, Thursday nights, uh, unless for some reason we have a compelling reason to switch nights. But mm-hmm. uh, right now, that's that's the, that's the day, and we're sticking to it. And you can uh, catch us and ask us questions like dear friend Fireminer so often does. Um, but uh, uh, 
Yeah, we also have to... I forgot to plug that last week, I think. But um, we also do Shenanigans, which is our uh, multiplayer dick-around stream. Uh, that's officially me, Wheels, and Joe. Uh, occasionally we'll get Gaijin if we're lucky. Yeah. Uh, but that's at... 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern on Sunday nights. Uh, do we have something planned for the Sunday? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Get all download that Saints Row EGS copy. Yeah, we should, maybe we can try that. I'm probably going to play we'll that before we totally start some Dragon Quest XI. Now That's that a good idea. I've now that you have the bug again. Now that I've completed the stages of grief. <laughs> losing my favorite character. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I could tell from the second that you were devastated by it. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so moving on before we spill that. What's that? Somebody got a haircut. Moving yeah. on. Yes. Um, oh, I, okay. f- I forgot yes. that happened for a second. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> moving on. Yes. Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, that that'll be uh, that'll be it wrapping up uh, for this evening. So thank you all for listening, and see you, Space Cowboys. See ya.